what the fuck are you talking about, you idiot? Ugh, fuck you. No, of course I want like the best kid, dumb dumb, you idiot. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Ramjack Unleashed, War of the Oakmen. Hi guys, Alex here, and joining me today in the Ramjack studio is Brad. Hi. Getting back to basics today. Basics. Um, we have episodes of Saved by the Bell, Mr. Belvedere, to talk about. Fuck do we ever. Dude. Whew. If I didn't think Belvedere, I thought Belvedere was going to give us like, wow, this is crazy. But then Saved by the Bell threw us like a curveball of insanity. So much crazy, guys. That episode like, seemed like it was an hour or 45 minutes long. So, and there's so many times of me just screaming, what is happening? <laughs> just like the audience who was screaming Saved by the Bell, like randomly, mm-hmm. Brad started screaming during those times, what is happening to What's me. Happening? At full volume. What's happening to me? Like me calming him down, my neighbor's knocking on the door like, hey, is Brad right? Am I? Don't worry about it. We're recording. We're going to a Ram Jack. Don't worry about it. He's fine. Am I dying? Is this death? <laughs> Neighbors coming with cool chains. Hey, um, is everything okay in there? Oh. We're fine. We got our own chains. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. So, guys, look forward to that. Yes. Fuck. Whew. Tons to talk about before then, Brad. Indeed. Um, I'm just going to start in my own victory pose because it worked so well last time. Yes. We did it. Yes. We're heroes. <sighs> Welcome to the Heroes Podcast. Oh, we are heroes. Ramjack the Hero Special. Don't be afraid wherever you're at, whether you're driving on the road or just like in the middle of a supermarket, wherever you listen to the podcast, you just throw up that victory just pose. Just throw them up. For life. Yes! You've done it. Yes! Here's your reward. <laughs> us. You get to hear us. Congratulations. How have you been, friend? I'm assuming well? No. Like, <laughs> we talked about it. No, terribly. No, it's oh, been an okay, okay, okay. awful, awful fucking week. All right, my bad. I was going to do some more. How are you? I, I'm are all you? right, actually. I'm okay. Okay, good. My plants may or may not be dying, but other than that, well, you know, we do what we can. All right. Brad, there's been a ex- there's been a huge recall from a major manufacturer of yoga goods. Oh, no. Anything but that. <laughs> Those listening may have heard of Lululemon. Um, mm-hmm. They started popping up everywhere. Really, I, to say really expensive, I mean, it's not like high-end couture. Like, you're not paying $400 for yoga pants, but you're paying about 100 to $150 for yoga pants. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's that's more than most people would want to spend on something you're just exercising in. Um, but it's not too much to ask from a pair of pants, especially at that price point, to do its job, to really protect you, and also maybe not be see-through, I'm assuming. Hmm? Lululemon got into some trouble because a large a large amount of some of their new products for the spring and summer um, were manufactured not to the standards they had hoped and they were too thin they were they were they were they were see-through basically they were they tra- made translucent pants they made translucent pants <laughs> bravo bravo heroes <laughs> i mean i can't think of a worse First, I guess either the lighting in Lululemon, because I've been in Lululemon's, but I've done yoga in Lululemon's. Not with their pants, mind you. Um, I don't really like their dude pants. They're kind of weird, but uh, ladies' pants look on point. I mean, they're really sure. form-fitted. They work real well for them. They're very flattering for most mm-hmm. forms. Um, and they're really giving. And sure, I mean, they're great yoga pants. Mm-hmm. I didn't know they'd be see-through. And they're translucent. And they're translucent. Like, how do you buy a pair of pants? Like, oh, I'll just buy these. These are my favorite. Or like, I know what my size is. Like, did they try them on? And, and not notice that they were see-through? Did they look in the dim lighting of Lululemon in the mirror and were like, oh yeah, these are fine, you can't see through these. Or did, no, my, my mind also goes to those people who tried them on and looked in the mirror and thought, you can see right through these. Sale. Yeah, exactly, there was a beat and they were like, all right, mm. I'm gonna get two pair. Hey, you got any of those new Lululemon pants? I just tried these on, I'm looking for some more. 
Um, oh, no, no, we actually have to return these. These are the... Oh, sorry. We're so sorry. These are the ones you can actually see through. Oh, really? I oh, had, I didn't have any idea. Oh, Do you have any more? I just really need to get some pants. Does that mean they're going to be on, like, a like a markdown clearance? Can I get two for the price of one? <laughs> you have to double them up for them to work effectively, basically. Can I get three for the price of two? <laughs> Four for the price of three? Look, I just really love these pants. Five for the price of how many? How many have you got? But see, as someone who talked about on this show going to a, a yoga session in a Lululemon in the mall, and then looking up in the locked clothes store with these people doing yoga, and then looking at the window and seeing Ugh. voyeurs and like old Ugh. people, now I'm worried about even more of that happening. It's just the grossest, yeah. like, Ugh. like how many more creepo dudes are going to be creeping out in yoga sessions it's the now? worst! Just like the worst, like, hey, blue's a good color on you. Blue? I'm not wearing any blue. Oh, shit. Wow. Lululemon, you sons of bitches. They got me. Again. Bamboozled. Creepy dudes. Like, I feel bad for yoga people. Yeah. Lululemon is set to lose, I want to say, anywhere between 10 to $20 million because of this recall. Yikes. That's a that's, lot of monies. That's a lot of money for yoga pants that are worth, like, that you pay 200, like, 100 and something dollars for. Why didn't I get into the business of making yoga pants? It really makes me wonder what we could do for the... We solve so many problems on Ramjack, Brad. Why don't we solve my problems? Why don't we solve... <laughs> <laughs> Your problems of not being able to... First off, you're always talking about how pants are better than shorts. Mm -hmm. Why don't we get into the market of selling pants? But pants that work with the promise yes. of never translucent asterisks unless you need them to be Guys, translucent. Guys, if you need pants that people aren't going to be peeping through like an open window, come to me. I will hook you up with the yeah. proper pant. Ramjack will get you into a pair of pants that you're going to like. Yes. That's what that's our promise to you, regardless of whether you do yoga or whatever your pants whatever needs are. Whatever you're doing in life, you need to be doing it wearing pants. We're going to make sure you have the proper pants for that project. I like this. I like this Ramjack initiative. We should get Cedric on this, too, because it seems like that's something that might fall into safety. It's true. It, they'll be safety approved. <laughs> Brad, they've done research into the literature lately, and... It's interesting. University of Bristol did a study showing that literature over the past hundred years has become increasingly emotionless, unless that emotion is fear. I'll continue um, because that's a little confusing to take in, but I think it's a little interesting. Yeah, all right. I mean, a lot of has happened since those towers fell, but this seems to predate that. Using Google's database of more than five million books, researchers did searches for mood words that fell into six categories, either anger, disgust, fear, joy, sadness, and surprise, and charted the frequency of their use in liter literary works from the past century. What they discovered was that the emotional content of English language books has been on a steady decline. People are using less emotion-evoking words, unless those are fear-evoking words. Uh, since World War II, for example, there's been an increase of words related to sadness and correspondent decrease in words related to joy. But one emotion that's, that's seemingly on the up and up is fear. Fear-based language has become increasingly prevalent in books over the past few decades. Well, you know what's also become prevalent is like shitty books. Like, uh... Yeah. Well, fear is one of like the basic tactics anyone can hit you at that evokes emotional response. Like right. fear is the... One might argue the the epicenter of a lot of other emotional reactions. Sure. So I guess that makes sense. I guess we're cutting down to like the root of the cause. Well, why am I afraid of why am I afraid of terrorism? Oh, fear. Fear fear is the word. Fear is the thing that is the launching point for all of that. Fear-based literature. Or it could be the fact that 
uh, Stephen King just keeps writing fucking books. It could be that. It could you be think just, that this dude, could be just, swayed by Stephen all, King's like Stephen huge King. amount of like just because he writes one like every five she... minutes. Oh, <laughs> now guess what? There's a scary thing that's happening. No one understands. It's a spider or a bubble or a, uh, there's a thing. It's coming. It's an alien. Yeah, or... it's definitely uh, extraterrestrial. Yeah. it's not local. It's definitely. Um, they come. Oh, it's scary. It's a thing. Read it because it's a book. So what you would say is University of Bristol, chill for a second. First off, go back and see how many of those words come from Stephen King books. I'm just saying... Long-winded, 2,000-page books, Stephen King. Like, that's an exaggeration. I don't know how many pages, but... You could easily get a thousand pages into that and maybe, and I'm done. Let's I'm just, a little too afraid now. Why don't, let's talk about what, what this, what the university needs to do is go over and stop Stephen King. Because <laughs> they need to fund a study to stop can Stephen we just, King. Can we just start, can we just start that, let's stop Stephen King? Because the dude's never done anything useful with his life. We thought everyone was really sad. In these harsh times that are like the present, mm-hmm. turns out Stephen King's no, just, just funneling in dude. so much fear. Oh fuck, Stephen King, dude, chill we gotta out. Gotta stop him. We gotta stop him. You we gotta him come out. together as a people and stop that motherfucker. He's just gonna keep writing them. You think he's gonna stop? Do you think he's gonna stop? I I don't think so. There, he there doesn't seem to be any slowing down of the Stephen King. I'm gonna Wikipedia this fool. Do it. Let's see what he's got. What he's got coming up. In the meantime, I would like to throw out another idea. Um. The way that the study was presented, and it is interesting in the fact that I guess there's more fear-based language in our literature, mm-hmm. but one has to remember what literature has become and what it is, and you would say over the last hundred years that literature is a form of entertainment, and of course there's tons of horror movies or like action thrillers where fear is the main cause for a response. So at the same time, I don't know if this is necessarily a negative thing mm-hmm. or says anything that's really bad about society. Other than the fact that we like to get our, we like high adrenaline entertainment, which I think is interesting in its own right, and you could say what you want about that. Well, but I don't know if it's necessarily a bad thing. I think it's mostly because we have such, we don't have the tension spans for anything that's not high adrenaline. True. Like, also, Stephen King has four works this year. <laughs> well, let's get to the root calls. He's four works this year? This Jesus. Year. Yes, he's got. How old is this He's four? got a nonfiction ebook called Guns, a play of oh, fuck that oh, shit. Oh, wait. First off, Guns is immediately evoking fear in me. Yeah. And that's a, that's a nonfiction ebook, so he's just giving his thoughts on guns, I guess. Okay. Um, he, the Ghost Brothers of Darkland County is a play. Dark Len County. Mm-hmm. Ghost mm-hmm. Brothers Counties. Hmm. Mm. Oh, okay. Um, he's also got a novel called Joyland. Oh, but I bet no, it's got a dark side. That's a, no, that's, that's an ironic just title. Sarcasm. Yeah. Like, welcome to Joyland. Um, and the the fourth novel, <laughs> uh, Doctor Sleep. Okay, well, but Doctor Sleep sounds. P.S. Joyland is an upcoming novel by Stephen King, scheduled for June. Um, Can I guess about a dystopian future where everything is seemingly joy, but it's not? Thus, not only evoking more fear, but also trying to destroy the one thing that makes us happy: joy. The book is set in a North Carolina terrifying okay, amusement park. Off. Okay, I'm already, already off terrifying. <laughs> in 1973. Oh fuck. Terrible. Fuck this. And involves a carny, scary, who must <laughs> in front, must confront the legacy of vicious murder and the fate of a dying child. It's been described as a who done it and a story about growing, <laughs> up and growing old. I'm so sorry. It's been described as a who done it. What what's Stephen King's new book about fear? It's a whodunit. It's a whodunit. You could easily just bring it down to a whodunit. God. Is it an alien this time? Is it a ghost this time? We don't know who done it. Is it that carny? 
Like, is, is the carny the equivalent of the butler and other <laughs> tropes to Stephen King? Oh, he's just, he's just he's not gonna stop. He's just not. The carny did it. And he's really, he's skewing the scientific research we're trying to do mm-hmm. with his work. Yeah. Should we put him on watch or should we just be like, buddy, what's on watch? Okay, he's on watch. On watch. We're not gonna try to extend the hand to help. We're gonna just no. extend the hand of like, hold, just no. You stay right there until we get an authority figure. We, let's, we fi- let's find some other dude with a van to finish off what that guy started. <laughs> Steven, um, aware of your work to detrimental effects, stay right here on this curb for a minute. I got a friend coming. Ha <laughs> ha! Wink. Not again! <laughs> Stephen King's kidnapping has been described as a whodunit. <laughs> Now I'm, I'm now I'm afraid that if if something does happen to Stephen King, the first door they'll knock on is Ramjack Studio A. Listen, we didn't do it, but we do approve. Hey, we approve. <laughs> Let's just Team stop. Van. <laughs> Let's stop. Yay! <laughs> Victory! Solving problems. Heroes! We stopped Stephen King. <laughs> We're just raising questions on Ramjack. And giving answers. Yeah. And giving answers. Getting to the root of real scientific exploration and then figuring out how we can do better. We're going to kill Stephen King. Well, I don't know. We're going to give him a stern talking to. Well, and then turn him over to someone in a vacuum. Who he's, knows? He's going to be murdered. Is well, it going to be by us or someone we know? Statement. What's the next story, Alex? <laughs> Uh, retailers are terrified oh, about Stephen m- King. Well, they've been reading those books. <laughs> Maybe they're not scared because because the book's scary. They're just scared because like, oh my god, oh no, what have I been doing for the past few hours? <laughs> Is that what's happening? Close. Okay. Um, <laughs> mobile blinders are ruining impulse buys at retailers. Hmm. Mobile blinders for those who aren't aware of this study. Um. It's basically effect of I go up to queue. I'm getting ready to check out. Mm-hmm. Fuck, this is gonna take me at least 15 minutes, maybe oh. 10 minutes at the most. You know what? I'm gonna take out my cell phone and maybe do some research. Maybe look at some articles. Maybe yes. chat a friend up. Maybe mm-hmm. just make that human connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe just call someone and be like, "Hey, what's going on with you in this time?" Yeah, I'm just gonna comment on this Instagram photo. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna double tap and like it. Ah, you went to a place. This sucks. This is horrible. It's ruining the economy. What? We thought that, you know, the trickle-down effect and, like, all these tax things were the thing and, like, these banks, like, stealing money and making, like, these complex derivative... You know, that's not what's ruining the economy. What's ruining the economy is mobile blinders. This is where we realize that tech may ultimately be our demise. Kind of. Maybe. Not at all. But anyway. So, what's that... What mobile blinders are keeping... um, customers from doing is picking up those impulse buys. Mm. Why would I want to pick up a Cosmo? Well, you're going to want to pick up a Cosmo because it's hilarious. But why would I want to do that when I have the internet in my hand? Exactly. Why do I want to... Should I get a candy bar today? Not worried about that. No. I'm not worried about a candy... Sweets? Fuck that. I gotta see who's liked my Facebook post. I gotta see who's losing at Facebook this moment. You're not luring me in with your with your siren song. Now this is gonna actually probably hurt you, Brad. But the, one of the major things that this has hurt is actually gum sales for some reason, and they're not really mm. sure yet why. But gum sales have taken a hit. Obviously, candy has taken a hit, and magazines they can't catch a break for anything. Well, magazines are dead. Yeah, they're old tech. I mean, come I mean, on, come on. That's not surprising anyone. Ain't nobody using that. But you gotta have gum. You gotta. Well, you Got have to. to have gum, but people aren't. They put on those mobile blinders and they just can't be affected by any type of targeted advertising. What what the retailers are going to start doing 
is instead of having magazine racks or those things at the register mm -hmm. or what the typical impulse buys would be, they're going to start putting those near objects that people need. So for example, you roll up to get your milk or your eggs or your bread, mm -hmm. and then you're going to be confronted by Seventeen Magazine or the TV Guide, which is also super antiquated, um, or a pack of gum. Oh, I'm gonna get my milk, and oh yeah, gums ex still existing while I don't have my mobile blinders on. So they're gonna put those impulse buys throughout the store. Thoughts and feelings on this? Like I don't. It's interesting, but at the same time, I don't know if anyone's gonna impulse buy out in just the store, right? I, I mean, novelty cereal. I could get. I could get grabbed by novelty cereal anywhere sure. on the street. Yeah. Um. It doesn't matter. If it's by the register, that's better for me. Listen, I, one time I saw Alex turn down a street corner, like, into the middle of a, a dark and scary alley because he saw a box of cereal that, that he had never seen before. Yeah. It was strange and terrifying. I'm sorry it terrified you. I don't, I don't want to... I don't want to buy into Stephen King's agenda of spreading terror throughout the world. Oh. Fuck Al-Qaeda and those other people. Who's, who's the real terrorist? Terrorist? Mm. He's mm. at home, and he's swaying scientific research about fear-based fear words in literature. Now, how about this, though? What if you, what if you had those mobile blinders? What if, the mo what if mobile blinders was a long-time scheme by the Lululemon people so you don't realize... <laughs> those Listen, sons of bitches. They got $21 million on the line. They can't lose that money. <laughs> We can't lose that money. Just get, get the mobile blinders going. But gum sales are going to suffer. Fuck the fucking gum sales. This isn't about gum. This is about selling pants. You can buy Tinser gum for a dollar for three packs. Yeah. These pants are 20, 120 bucks a pop. You tell me who... How high does this go? How high does the mobile blinder conspiracy go? I don't know, Brad, but we need to get to the bottom of it. I mean, wow, right? We're buying pants that you can see through. We're refusing to buy gum and candy bars... You know who really wins? The alien spider. <laughs> Whoa! What a what a brilliant idea by the master of horror. <laughs> We're coming for you, King. We're coming for you. <laughs> I'm coming to your house. He was worried about those Langoliers. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look into the space, Stephen. Look a little local. Brad, we can talk about this for just the briefest of moments, but I know it's gonna make you happy. Um there's been a revival of the 1960s Superman musical. Hooray! Now, there's been two revivals of this. One, I think, was in Texas, and they actually rewrote the book. Mm -hmm. Like, I think, meaning that they changed all the music and they changed a lot of the play, which makes sense because I think we listened to that on a road trip or something. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, it is jarring. It is bizarre. Um, <laughs> it's a classic. It's a classic. And we will often reference it just in sure. a random conversation. You have to. You got to. It's Superman. Um, it's Superman. <laughs> but a recent troupe uh, on Broadway, nonetheless, said, you know what, we're just going to revive this. And we're not going to take any of the new stuff that, that tex those Texas people brought into it. Mm -hmm. We're going to revive it the way it was. Nice. Can they do that in 2013? You have to. <laughs> you have to. I, see, I don't know about that. I mean, it's it can be really offensive. Yeah. But, I mean... But that's the, that's, that's the magic. <laughs> that's like, the it's, magic it's, of that. It's really racist. It's really sexist. It's really weird. <laughs> And we're more confused about it than anything. Yeah. It's one of those things that you walk out of the theater. I can lift like, up this whole house. But what for? <laughs> she cares no more. 
Superman. Sad sack Superman. Sad sack Superman. Love it. Which that may be too much negative stuff for Superman, but... I, how great would it be in that Zack Snyder movie if all of a sudden they broke into that song? Dude, if the new Superman movie was was the musical, they just took all the music from that and then it's brought like, it into like, that, it would like be a super fucking secret, amazing. Like, nobody knew. And then you get up there and it's... First five minutes, he's up in a cloud and immediately starts singing. People are not going to know what's hit him. Wow. That's what they needed to do. That's so what they needed to do. We brought a new moodier, darker Superman twist part. They just took the music from the one in the sixties <laughs> and brought it into modern times. Why is the strongest <laughs> man in the world? Everyone the in the theater like jaw dropped. Opening premiere night, they're ready for the Superman movie. Like, I wonder who's gonna. I wonder if Lex's gonna be in this or Brainiac's gonna be in this. Five minutes in, strongest man in the world. Everyone jaw dropped, looking at the. Just you've play. got possibilities. <laughs> out and out and out. I'm sure that everyone would be so dumbfounded. They would stop tweeting. They would stop every anything. They would just get those mobile blinders would just be blown off oh. with the power of Superman and yeah. his music and his songs <laughs> and his deep deep songs. Two hours goes by, you're worried about your friend. Well, they haven't tweeted the movie. I wonder if the Superman movies, you get a, a tweet from me later. Wasn't expecting that. Hashtag musical? Hashtag not disliking it. Hashtag Superman is back. <laughs> what is it like from now on? Like Superman was just, he was the musical superhero. Like that's just from now on, like we changed the game. Superman is the musical superhero in everything. I like that. From here on out. Like in all comic books, like he's just singing songs. <laughs> They have a comic book that happens in real time because I know they do those sometimes where every page they're like mark down the minutes and this is a literally like second by second as he's singing like that you've got possibilities and it's him just like laying waste to some terrorist organization or like cleaning up the planet doing something oh they, 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 the Justice League has to sneak in somewhere and they're like, Superman keep it down <laughs> we're gonna sneak up in here get those villains now <laughs> See, that sounds like a, 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 a plot to like a classic golden or silver age like Superman story. Yes. Like Batman has a guitar looking at it on. It's like, Superman, we're not going to be able to get a band together. Or are we? We have to play. <laughs> if we don't play these instruments and make a hit record. <laughs> the only way to stop Gorilla Garage is with the power of music. <laughs> yeah, Lex has a tambourine. <laughs> They're touring the states. Aquaman is just angry about all of it because he has to play like, like plays like the triangle. He's like, oh, oh, poor Aquaman. I hate this. Yeah, but what else is he gonna do? Is he gonna what? What music can fish make? You know what? I bet I th- not again because we're so pod centric. I wonder how Aquaman <laughs> interacts with the dolphins because they're not fish. They're act like actual proper mammals. Like, do they hate Aquaman? Are they good friends with him? Well, they probably hate him because he's a human. Yeah. And he has control over the other fish. He's part human, part Atlantean, Alex. Like, they hate him. He's invading their realm as opposed to them invading our realm, which is their plan. True. They probably steer clear of the bastard. That might be even their, their end game. Is this is the, this is the Aquaman game. comic I want to see. I want to see Aquaman versus the dolphins. <laughs> that makes good sense. Why isn't there a dolphin villain? There should be. There really should be. Yeah. There is Black Manta. A manta ray themed villain. Hmm. Brad, there's a lot of talk recently in the news about a very awesome... Well, it's a tragic story, but it has a happy ending of a North Korean woman ultimately escaping from North Korea as a child Mm -hmm. and then making her way over to Japan and really thriving. Um, I think she is set to graduate from a Japanese university and get a degree, um, which is great, especially for 
um, I guess, an escapee from a place like North Korea. That hasn't happened before. Um, I actually saw a TED Talk recently where she actually spoke. It was very heartwarming. It was very... It played at the heartstrings. But she had some things to say about Japan. First off, the thing that surprised... There were two things that really took her at a back when she came to the free world, like in, into Japan after spending some time in North Korea, then to China, and then to Japan. Uh, and quoting her again. The thing that surprised me most about living in Japan is that people can freely say bad things about politicians. I was also surprised that the Japanese Prime Minister keeps changing on a yearly basis. Early on, uh, so that was one thing that really she thought was jarring. But then there was something else that caught her attention. Oh, well, that's, I mean, that's a, that's a big thing. I mean, yeah, sure. what, was the, what was the other thing? So that they asked her, like, was there anything else? And then her comment to, is, was there anything else? She said, well, early on, the first time I saw cosplay was really jarring. Oh, that'll, that'll do it. That'll do it. <laughs> to quote her again, it was a shock. <laughs> um, I find that pretty awesome. Yeah. The fact that one of the two things you find most shocking when you came to Japan well, your freedom of government and speech, mm-hmm. and your cosplay. Yeah, like, what is that? Uh, why is that? Why is she dressed like a sailor? Why is that girl dressed like a sailor? Is she in the navy? No, no, it's she's mm-hmm. pretending. It's a cos. She's wearing a costume of her favorite, like, her favorite animated her- heroine. Don't worry about it. It's but, fine. Uh, wait, wait. So what? what? Wait a minute. So wait, you elect a new prime minister every few years, right? Yeah. Okay, Free, you can say whatever you want, yeah? And you can dress up like your favorite, like, fictional character? What kind of world are we living what in? What is happening? They didn't say this in North Korea. That's a grown-ass woman dressed like a sailor. Why is that man dressed like, why is he dressed like a robot? No, it's Iron Man, it's coming out in a few months, don't worry about it, he's just getting really excited. I've seen Iron Man, but why no, is he yeah, dressed I mean, like that? Yeah, like, can you, what's happening? Do you have Iron Man taking Is that no, the real Iron Man? No, 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 no. Listen, no, listen. He's just, he's, he just dresses like that. For fun. For fun? Is he mentally, Whoa. is there problems? Well, I, well, well I, that's debatable. Well, that's a, that's a, it's, we don't it's know. open, really, but. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of things that are going to be different from North Korea. No, I'm so, <laughs> why is that man dressed <laughs> I like it more as if like she's just totally immune, like like really like it's a brand new world. Like she stepped yes. out, and these things are completely alien to her. You mean I can say whatever I want, and I can dress up as like my favorite fictional television star? Well, I mean if they're animated, sure, but I mean it's kind of weird when you kind of dress up as like Kim Kardashian. You can't really do that. That's that's weird. But if you know if you want to dress up like Scooby Doo or something, I mean Boy. feel free. Cosplay's not a thing in North Korea. We're learning things. So guys, there's a little game we love on this show and in the Facebook group called Who's Losing at Facebook? <laughs> um, Brad has so much fodder uh, because of a conversation you recently had with a relative and the internet. Oh. But if I could just at the beginning interject with this comment that I shared with you earlier today. Mm-hmm. Here, Who's Losing at Facebook? This girl had this to say. This 15-hour car ride is not helping me get bikini ready. I'm a snacker. Always have been. Always will be. Okay. Maybe just don't snack. Oh, honey. Maybe stop eating stuff. Maybe stop forcing food down your gullet. 15-hour car ride. Uh, All right. How about you just eat some regular meals instead of snacking? Yeah. How about that? 15 hours. Obviously losing at Facebook. But Brad, what kind of argument did you get into recently on the Facebook? Um, I didn't, like... It shouldn't have been much of an argument, because I was just, it was it was the 10-year anniversary of, of the, you know, ridiculous illegal war in Iraq. So I pointed out, 
hey, remember when the U.S. started that insane illegal war in Iraq ten years ago? Great job with that. Just a, a wonderful comment, just expressing it's, yourself. It needs to be, you know, we need to keep in mind. We need to realize that illegal wars are wrong. Yeah. Um, also, the qualifying word illegal may play into that, but... I mean, some people, you know, we just need to remember hey. that that's something that happens and we shouldn't do that. We should kind of stop doing that. Yeah. It's you know, one of many wrong. things we Harmless should stop doing. Comment. Harmless comment, but, you know, it packs some punch and people need to hear it. Indeed. So what did people say? How, who commented? Uh, How many likes did you get? I'm assuming, like, tons, right? Um, a few. A few. Oh, I smatter that would just be like... Like, 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 like. I, I mean, surely. Uh, most people were like, I don't even need to like it. It goes without saying. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff on the Facebook feed that you're like, true, but I'm not going to click like right. because there's just too much, not enough time. Point? What's the point? Um, <laughs> I start checking. Oh, I'm ready to check out now. I can't hit like really quick. Like, mobile exactly. blinders also have that's a double-edged sword. It's, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> so, you know, there was some conversation. There was some going back and forth. Um, all, you know, pretty much, ag- you know, agreeing because, you know, most of the people that I'm friends with yeah are not crazy people yeah so of course they're like oh fuck we did do that didn't we yeah hashtag lesson learned exactly um then somebody pops up whom i didn't even realize i was friends with facebook on and this is my cousin jay who i probably haven't seen in 15 years maybe which one is jay because I was trying to, when I saw this, or stumbled mm-hmm. upon this after you, so, like, you either emailed me or did this Facebook group where, like, guys, check out my wall. Someone's going crazy! And I couldn't place Jay in my head as someone, was He's, that the dude that was in the military or, like, shipped off? Yeah. Maybe he was, he was, he was on your grandmother's mantle or something yeah. on the picture. Yeah. Okay, now I, I know exactly who Jay is. I, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. He, He's going to yeah. put a face with the, uh, <laughs> with the person saying this. The son of, uh, the only son of my... Of my mother's elder brother. Okay. So, there you go. Um, he responds, and even though he, he, he grew up in Maryland, I'm still going to give him a southern accent because he deserves one. And his father's a crazy person that makes bullets in his basement, by the way. Oh, that guy. <laughs> that guy. Okay. Um, hey, remember when the U.S. exposed the Middle East to democracy? Oh, yeah. Every other country revolted against theory dictatorship and created their own opportunity for democratic progress remind me of anything that happened in 1776 (gasps) (laughs) what (laughs) off the bat just (gasps) crazy do you remember when the u.s exposed the middle east to democracy huh (laughs) what the fuck are you talking about dog Oh yeah, every other country revolted against their dictatorships and created their own opportunity for democratic progress. What is theory of dictatorships? He, 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 I think he what means he trying to revolted say? against their dictatorships. Okay, but but he wrote the words mind, theory. Theory was in there, which yeah. is also I guess telling to a point. But okay, theory is really what he wrote. Theory dictatorships. T h o t o t h o e r y against theory dictatorships. Not okay. And created their own opportunity for democratic progress. I think Twitter helped more than <laughs> us invading their country. Yeah. I think us technologically invading with tools such as Twitter and or social yeah. media helped the Arab Spring survive more. I yeah. mean, that was a big thing. Like, they cut off social network and they were, couldn't mobilize, yeah. which made me all the more angry. But, Remind okay, you of anything that happened in 1776. No. You mean when England exploded? Like, who? How would that even no. play uh, it into your rem- weird... It doesn't remind of- me of anything at all like that. At all. <laughs> like, I can't even... 
No. Do you, and also, he's because he's trying to make this connection that um, invading Iraq gave them democracy, and so that spread to other places. So, so who would have invaded the states and spread democracy to well, us I'm in like, 1776? Do you mean like when the French, when they had the French Revolution after the American Revolution? <laughs> you mean because okay. that was like not that didn't go well. <laughs> yeah, not at all. Actually, are you talking about like Native Americans teaching us a new way to think? I don't even, I don't even understand like how any of that works. I mean, that's obviously not. I mean, my response. We got our, well, go ahead. My I, response because I needed to get on this before anyone else jumped in. I just wrote back, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Because <laughs> you heard that that thing. It's a little hard to decipher. I'm not sure what his points are. Um, then someone else piped in, uh, someone needs to open up a history book, desperately, agreed. Quite true, a few history books, probably. <laughs> yeah, um, and then he jumps back, you're welcome for free speech. Let's try and give someone else the opportunity <laughs> to have the same freedoms you enjoy every day. What? You're welcome for free speech. Is he saying that I have free speech because of him? Because oh, guess dude. what? Oh, dude. No. Sit down and take a listen. No, mm. that's not how that works at all. Let's try to give someone else opportunity to have the same freedoms you enjoy every day. Okay. I'm not 100% sure how that's supposed to resonate with the whole Arab Spring thing upstairs. I mean, upstairs, I mean, like, further up in the post. Yeah. But, all right, I guess. I mean, I know where you're coming from, but it's skewed and Doesn't not really well-informed and stupid, but okay. I jump back in. Illegally invading sovereign countries has nothing to do with anyone's free speech. Which gets back to the original point that you made. Yeah. I, I, why is he trying to distract? Like, what is this weird, like... Okay, um, you said this. Let's go over here and talk about this for a minute. That has nothing to do with invading countries illegally, dude. Yeah. Well, he, well, he's got a response. Oh, does he? Now, I say illegally invading sovereign countries has nothing to do with anyone's free speech. As we could all agree, well, Jay, I think he's, I think he's got me. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Congress approved it. <laughs> Ta-da! That's my favorite quote of the entire exchange. Congress approved it. There's many great quotes. Like, I really one. want someone... I want more people to throw that up as, like, a, a validation of something or an excuse for something. Slavery was fine. Congress approved it. Look, Congress approved slavery, dog. It's cool. It's totes cool. Not The Bible approved it and Congress approved it. Dunzo. Congress stamped that. They were like, yes, let's do this. Yeah. Duh. Congress approved it. Um, Did Congress approve that? Because I'm leaving Congress to approve it. Yeah. He eventually jumps back in. Um, bad intel is not illegal. Shit happens. Oh, because they talked about... I'm sure there was stuff about um, the whole thing about... Oh, you know, what about that basically lying and saying that... Oh, yeah, no, no, no. no. That hasn't even gotten mentioned yet. Oh, so he just threw He's this out He's just throwing this out. Okay, my bad. Bad intel is not illegal. Shit happens. <laughs> Did Congress approve you it? When Shit Colin, happens. You remember when Colin Powell went up and held up a vial of nothing and said, this is all it would take to destroy the world? And, like, you mean air in a, in a tube? And he's like, uh, Look, the, happens, the, the evidence could be a, uh, a fucking mushroom cloud. Yeah. Shit happens. Respect the Goodman, all one word, by the way. Respect the Goodman. John Goodman? Res- respect John Goodman that died believing in some greater than themselves. Res- oh, fuck. Respect the good men that have died believing in some greater than themselves. First of all, no. I don't have to. Yeah, you don't have to do that. Also, eh. Also, like, if... What context are we looking at as far as wars are here concerned? Listen, I, I'm, I, I'm for supporting a military and, like, let's uh, give them the education that we promised them. Let's give them the, the VA funding that we promised them, um, which isn't happening. Let's give them the things that they contracted for. Yeah. That, for that's that, something that's where I will support the troops. If they're signing up for that job, sure. But, but you would support that with anyone. Like right. Like, if, if 
for some reason, doctors all of a sudden weren't getting what they needed from their, yeah. oh, we signed this contract, where's our payback? Like, where's our incentive $2,000 bonus for this, for just signing up for med school? You don't get it. <sighs> like, you would do that for anyone. But do I, uh, but I'm not going to support your nonsensical illegal war, and also, I'm not going to support the fucking troops that knowingly signed up to join an illegal war. Because guess what? You signed up to fucking be in a war. You're not protecting this country. You're signing up to shoot people. I'm not going to fucking support those assholes. It really, I mean, we've talked about this on the show before, um, taking advantage of people, especially in the lower classes, because that's where they tend to recruit a lot of the, I guess, I'm going to say grunts for lack of a better word, but like the lower, I mean, not corporals and not admirals. Those people go to like, what is it, West Point? Like those people are privileged and have money and those are, quote unquote, the career, which again is all politics. Like it's basically bullshit. It's basically, they've turned the military into a racket, but whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's no different than working at a bank or anything. But it's a job. I mean, but that's weird that we have jobs where people are just hired, not really to protect the country, but to kill people in wars that are forced upon them. Like, I don't know why other than like, hey, I need to get money quickly or I have no other options because Mm -hmm. of my lack of education, sadly, and or the harsh economy. Like, I'll join the military. Like, Like, it sucks that that happens. I can see, like, because, I mean, I'm sure, like, a ton of people joined the military right after September 11th. Oh, Because they thought we were under attack. Those people, they get a free pass from me. Dude, and once you're in there and they say, hey, we're going to invade Iraq, you can't kind of get out. I mean, you can go AWOL, but there's a lot of consequences to that, both not only socially, but also economically and stuff. I mean, that's just like, oh, fuck, they got me. Yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, I don't remember when Jay joined. I think it was probably... I know he was in Iraq. I don't. I don't know if it was when when the layout. If it was when we after we'd already illegally invaded a country or not. So, but still, like I don't. I'm not going to support soldiers based no. on the fact that they do. So they're courageous in the fact that they take a job that's dangerous. That doesn't get support. Agreed. Fuck that. I mean, they're on the same. In my mind, I equate them to any other dangerous job, like those lumberjacks that fly helicopter dual-wielding mm-hmm. chainsaws in Canada. Yeah. To me, that's similar. Except, um, except also the firefighters. Fact- yeah. I, I, it, you could say that firefighters, especially because they're going into an inferno to help save someone. Yeah. Definitely, I respect them more, I guess. Like, I hey, respect them a ton more. Go for it. Because there's no killing other people. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to save someone. So Now, and granted, I guess we're kind of... I mean, there are times throughout history where obviously conflict was something. I mean, obviously World War II, we had sure. to take it. But that was kind of an agreed upon thing. We all kind of realized, hey, mm-hmm. this is kind of just... There's rare instances where it's kind of more black and more white where you're like, all right, well, yeah. mass genocide is wrong. We should probably exactly. stop that as because exactly. it's going to spread. But like, but like weird illegal wars invading yeah. the country because of an invisible bottle, <laughs> like a bottle full of just air. It's like I mean, but we don't need evidence. It could be this small. When we don't you're doing something is. clearly horrifically wrong, like there's no reason for us to be there. And what we're about? Not. And but also, these people didn't question it when they were because they didn't have enough information. Also, the internet didn't really hit until 2002, 2004. That's when it got fucking awesome. Right. That's when we had instantaneous knowledge of everything and people could really criticize these things outside of like the normal yeah. channels. That's before digital blinders. Exactly. To where we could actually focus in on the things that we need to and want to read. They were still reading like, oh, what does the time say? What does the, these papers say? Right. Um, and there wasn't good information about that because Bra- nobody would fucking publish Bradley Manning's material. Oh, well, of course. So, I mean, this mm. was before Wikilinks and all that other stuff, but now there's no fucking excuse. Yeah. Now there is no excuse. Yeah. I don't support anyone joining the military now at all. I, Fuck you. I second that. I, I don't... I mean, it sucks because some people try to do that on desperation. I've known... There was mm-hmm. someone that uh, I was close with a while ago, um, not really as close as we used to be, 
Um, and they were contemplating, they didn't have any other options really. They were like, mm-hmm. the things that I want don't, aren't working out for me. I'm young, I'm fit, I think about I should join the military. It's just a game. And when they said that, I thought, what the fuck are you talking about? It's just a game. Well, you rise up through ranks just by playing games, and you know, it's all kind of like this faux kind of, I guess... Well, we'll actually get into more of this conversation when we talk about Mr. Belvedere, because there's a lot of things in that that mm-hmm. I... Blatantly opposed. We don't have to go. Is there any other funny things from this? Oh, guy? yes. We could talk about this for a while. I don't want to overshadow any of this hilarity. Oh, sorry. I wasn't even finished reading that post. Oh, I'm <laughs> so sorry. I... Respect the good men that have died <laughs> believing in something greater than themselves. Get over the half ass, all caps, conspirators. Don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Is as all capitalized or half? Oh. Get over the half ass conspirators. If you don't like it, Get involved and be part of the solution. What? What the fuck are you talking about? Like, listen, I know my family are fucking morons. <laughs> like, white, inherently white trash, shit of the earth, scum bucket people, worst humans ever. But what the fuck? Is <laughs> Get over the half-ass conspirators. Conspira- Does he mean conspiracies and like conspiring, conspiracy to start the war? Get over the fact that there was conspiracy to start a war. That's probably what it is. Um, if you don't like it, get involved and be part of the solution. Yeah, I'm. I'm criticizing it publicly. Um, that's getting involved in the, the argument. To yeah, a point now. It's making people. I'm. I'm. I'm specifically pointing up on the 10 year anniversary to to make point of. Yes, this was a terrible thing. It's it's spreading information. Like I don't understand what the problem is. What do you want me to get involved? Do you want me to join the military and fight from the inside or something? Do you want me to join the Iraq military? What do you want me to do? <laughs> he wants you to join the military and take it down from the inside. Basically. I don't understand. He wants you to put your money where your mouth is, Brad, and go say that in the military. I don't, my response was Congress doesn't get to decide other countries' so- sovereignty. That is a truth. Unless it's like, well, who decided on Israel? That was like a coalition of people, right? That was a that was a joint venture. That was World a clusterfuck. That was a, that was a group effort. Which, by the way, Barry Obama going over to fucking kiss their ass this week. Great job. I already got heckled in a in one of his speeches. Oh. That's something else that always also kind of blows my mind. Afghanistan. All right. I guess Al Qaeda was in there and so involved in their government. If if you're going to invade, I guess I can see that a lot further yeah. or a lot closer, especially given what the terrorists. And not only us, but the rest of the world. Whatever. I mean, I'm, that's scapegoating a lot of things on quote-unquote fear. Sure. Quote-unquote um, fucking Stephen King's agenda. Mm-hmm. Again, researchers, get on that. Take mm-hmm. him out. See what happens. Um, but Iraq? I mean, we he might have weapons of mass destruction. We know North Korea's doing testing. Like, there's seismic activity that we know they're detonating nuclear weapons underground. We've They've launched missiles over Japan. They've launched satellites. That laughably, laughably and hysterically kind of, like, fucked up. Like, just kind of like, North Korea, what are you doing throwing your satellite around? Yeah. It's out of control. What is the other one? Iran? We know that they're enriching uranium. Oh, yeah. we're doing it for energy. Fuck, no, you're not. Do you, do you oh, know, people don't understand what the science behind enriching uranium is. Like, you only use... I mean, it, there's very, very rare instances. Um, and you'd have... You'd have you have to have other documentation to say that we're doing this for a quote-unquote medical cause. Of course they're trying to get a nuclear weapon. Duh. Uh, Are we going to invade them? Also, do you know what's um, really helped Iran a lot? Losing their natural enemy, Saddam Hussein. Hmm. Because now... Their natural enemy. He was. Like, like Saddam Hussein kept Iran in check. And also, now because... 
like Iraq largely favors Iran, so we've helped them. We've helped Iran. Um, beyond your quote or your comment, I didn't really register that it's been 10 years since we did the like, war, because it's mm -hmm. like, all right, that was something we shouldn't do ever again in the future. Whatever, we're on our way out, fine. But uh, NPR has been doing a lot of series on stuff like this, and I actually talked to one of the generals or something that helped inform or helped make the decision, like, we're going to invade Iraq. Mm -hmm. And they took it to him and said, now that we know there was no evidence of any of this stuff, it was pretty much like a weird kind of, I guess, strategic thing. Like, I'm, I'm still not 100% sure why we really wanted to go and invade that. Like, do you think it was a mistake or whatever? And he said, nah, there's no point in looking back and wondering what's a mistake and not a mistake. Yes, we made the is. best decision at the time. No. Fuck no, you didn't, dog. No. No. And, and they kept calling him out like, well, some of this stuff was blatantly like either falsified or just like wrong yeah. intel. We can't talk about that. We can't look back with those things and think about in hindsight what was right or wrong. Really, dog? Oh. Really? Um, I respond, blatantly falsifying intel is illegal. <laughs> nice. Checkmate, I would assume. Mm. He he says, society is built built of society is built of protection. The social the so, mm. <laughs> society Forward. is built of protection. Period. Onesons. <laughs> okay, I don't know what that means. Wait, wait a minute. Where well, is this? Society is built of protection. Period. End of sentence. Protection is society. <laughs> don't know what that means. Not at all. Next sentence. The social contract. Period. <laughs> Next <laughs> sentence. You give up certain rights for protection. He's doing weird kind of like, I guess, phrasal math calculations? Or Society like is built of protection. The social contract, you give us certain rights for protection. Society is protection because it's built from it. Social contract. You give up certain rights for protection or society? Social contract again, period? I don't I don't understand any of this. No. Like, this doesn't make any How sense. How about we keep our rights and... Um... You know, not only invade countries. I don't know. Then uh, this other person responds, those who would give up essential liberty to purchase a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. That's a quote from Benjamin Franklin. Oh! And it's a great quote. Well placed. He responds, fuck the Brits. Fuck the Brits. Four dot ellipses. Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> <gasps> what? Was that supposed to be like a quote from Benjamin Franklin? I guess. And how does that even doesn't begin apply. to checkmate the doesn't other? Doesn't apply. You know Benjamin, what else Benjamin Franklin said? He also said, fuck, fuck the, the Brits. Brits. When, when did we start talking about the Brits? When did you... <laughs> Are we trying to say that Benjamin Franklin said silly things? Is that what this is? You know what else Benjamin Franklin said? Fuck the Brits. Um, to which I wrote, that's a sensible response. <laughs> Maybe we should illegally invade Britain to spread some arbitrarily defined democracy then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they could use it. The Prime Minister, mm, he's mm. a little... And what's that Queen thing? Ugh. You know, I mean, they say that it's all for show, but I bet she's really... Mm. She's putting them under their thumb. Oh. I don't... I, I know, that's not true. I, just, I, I, I feel like it's to me that I need to, like, quaff out, like, guys, look, I, that's a joke. I, I'm not... It's, uh, for the Queen, it's all about invading countries and corgis. Those are the two yeah. things. In that order. She recently had her jubilee. Mm. Forcing that on the people of Britannia. Mm. Fuck that. They need freedom. Benjamin Franklin, fuck that. <laughs> Fuck the Brits. <laughs> Corgi loving whore. <laughs> he responds, essential liberty, period. What are these weird, like, is he just saying this word? Essential liberty. <gasps> essential liberty. Look it up if you don't know what's going on. Defined and agreed to by Ben. Again, I guess, uh, is Ben like... Ben lowercase, by the way. I guess we're talking about Franklin. <laughs> Not Well, or maybe his, like... His son, like Benjamin Franklin II, <laughs> the lesser known man, hence not capitalized. Yeah. Essential liberty, period. Defined and agreed to by Ben. Ellipses. Life, 
liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, period. Unfortunately, not all people are afforded those, liber those essential liberties, many living under ho hostile dictatorships. Is it our job to give everyone freedom? Everyone, those quote-unquote essential liberties? Well, as I... As I now, as that's... I, I mean, that's a larger question. I mean, I would love everyone to have the freedom of the same... Well, maybe more freedoms than we presently enjoy in our country. You've talked definitely. about that before, but... Uh, the U.S. does not... This is me, obviously. Okay, okay. The well, US, it sounded more coherent yeah, as far as, like, uh, the sentence structure was there, so... Yeah. The U.S. does not decide how other countries run themselves. North Korea, North, Korea, North Korea doesn't get to decide our form of government any more than we do that of Iraq. Or, Obviously. Or how we dress up in our spare time for cosplaying, because exactly. apparently that's blowing their True. fucking minds. He responds, We revolted against, th against the England Empire in the Revolutionary War. One, two, three, four, five dot ellipses, no space. How are these supposed to be interpreted when you're reading them? Can we just talk about that for just a second? So if it's a three dot ellipses, I know that's a brief pause. I mean, that's a proper ellipses. Yeah. I don't even know why I put the three dot qualifier in there. But is five supposed to be a long pause? So he says this, stares you down, silence between the two of you, and then he continues with his point. We revolted against the England Empire in the Revolutionary War. I respect your opinions. I just ask that you back up with facts. My, my opinions! My opinion is... Is he giving the pause for laugh? Is that a five ellipses is a pause for laughter? Like a comedian? My, it's my opinion that we don't get to invade other countries and tell them how to run themselves? Hey, that's your opinion. That's a fact! Well, you didn't wait for the pause name. Oh, I sorry. Another, I had another point. Oh, sorry. Uh, let me finish. Yeah, that, that's, that's pretty much not an opinion. That's kind of like a, well, duh. Yeah. Wait, but okay, if, if, that, if he's taking that as an opinion, then, it's, then he's thinking that it's an opinion on whether our government should be able to go in and take up the governments. Yeah. Maybe he is, maybe he is advocating for British freedom. That's a weird thing. <laughs> I respond to that brilliance with, this is the basis of international law. <laughs> we revolted to become a sovereign country. <laughs> Again, you're getting you're getting down to basics there. Yeah. I mean, I like I like, didn't we go over that in like grade school? Like, um, and not only that, but elementary school. Like, um, surely it was in there somewhere, right? Yeah. This other person all jumps in. I wouldn't argue with it, with him anymore. He's not giving his equals the same respect that he demands for himself because he served in the military. I suppose even if they are his equals, he doesn't care, or else I would get respect. Hmm. So which he writes, Sarah, I don't know who you are. I'm sure you're a great person, but I don't believe this conversation is going to go nowhere without, without, without. He writes the words with space out, then the word without. Dif different, different terms. I think he means defined. He wrote different terms. Different terms. Thory dictatorship. We're learning a lot. A do lot. do I have to define sovereign? I don't. I'm glad you're getting involved. Exclamation point. I wish more peeps would. That would make Deep us. Uh, that that's what makes us great and sets us apart from other nations. I wish the descendants of Samuel Pepys would get in on this English <laughs> freedom. The professor stands off. Brad had to stand up, guys, I, and it makes sense because this is crazy. That I'm glad you're getting involved. I wish more peeps would. That's what makes us great and sets us apart from other nations. No, it doesn't. <laughs> You're a... You can't be more stupid. We get involved. Other nations don't care. What do you think they're doing, dog? Like, how does this... How do these people think the world works? Like, when they travel... Like, I can just imagine him being, like, all equally enamored, like the North Korean girl with cosplay. Like, whoa! 
You're allowed freedom of speech like we are? Huh? I didn't know Europe was like this. Him going over to Britain, I'm, I'm for your cause. I know what you're doing. What? <sighs> Excuse me, sir, what were you talking about? It's just weird. Oh. It's like, dude, like, like, I don't understand where this... These people think, I guess we're on the top of things in the world. I... That's very arguable. I, yeah. I would like to think Super of this as a coalition of nations as opposed mm. to, like, one person on top or bottom. Yeah. Um, but it's a weird mindset. Yeah. Like, he doesn't even know basic stuff. Yeah. And also making weird assumptions about how no one else cares but us. We don't do it, no one else is. Ugh. Is this antiquated? Like, is this still, like, remnants of, like, World War II where it was, like, do your part? Is this still weird military propaganda? Like, has it survived that long? Like... Have you heard... Have you heard I mean, Republicans I talk? I know, yeah. but you think that... That's something, at least at this point, like, we're not done with the Cold War. Like, that's not no. a thing anymore. Yeah. You think in 2013 that we would be, no, that's not a thing anymore. America's number one, Alex. We have the best health care in the world. No. No, we're the freest country. No. <laughs> no, that's a, uh, mm. Um, she jumps back in. Wow, you really can't believe a random chick on Facebook could actually be a fellow service member, could you? Ooh. Whoa. She's about to get real. Um, he writes by Outclear before seeing this. Brad, this was fun. We should catch up soon. I respond... <laughs> Waiting just in case. Yeah. Like, he I, he may be paranoid to the fact that he's putting these ellipses in real time. Like, he's looking around like, is Brad going to show up randomly and call yeah. me out? What's going on? My response was, eh, I'll pass. <laughs> yes! <laughs> well done. Yeah. I had stopped reading this, like, well before. And sadly, I didn't get to check back on it. But it was entertaining when I was reading it almost, almost yeah. in real time. But the fact that you wrote pass, friend, that is perfect. Thank you. Well done. <laughs> Thank get you. The, get that victory pose up, friend. You Yay! fucking did it. He writes back to her thing about being in the military, like, Sarah, that's awesome. Ellipses. <laughs> Wait for it. <laughs> then he, oh, then he writes another line. Well, Brad, that sucks. <laughs> Ellipses. Good luck with your life. <laughs> well, Brad, that sucks. Oh. Good luck with your life. Oh, and I'm going to bring Chris Jones in here. I've elected myself to speak on behalf of the former British Empire. Awesome. <laughs> Sometimes it just plain sucks being the man. You kid yourself that you're improving the world by forcing it to fall into line with what you consider to be good and decent. Oh, well. But really, it turns out that people want to be able to do their own damn thing. And it also turns out that large numbers of your citizens that think what you're doing is shoddy as well and have become genuinely disgusted by your own flag and the kind of folks who choose to wave it about. So eventually, you'll probably find that you shut it all down and leave everyone to it. You'll be, you'll be an irrelevant shadow of your former self, and most everyone will still hate you. But you'll be a lot happier. Those of you who don't think you should still be in charge of the planet will anyway. Or, you know, you could blow us all to fuck. One or the other, really. Yeah. It's interesting stuff, man. Yeah. Like, that is, whoa. Yeah. That's definitely something on Facebook. That's, like, epic losing on Facebook. Seriously. That's, like, so much, like, not understanding. That's concentrated losing on That's Facebook. That's not understanding, like, basic history and basic world diplomacy. Uh, citizenship. Uh, I mean, there are certain, I guess you could make an argument, again, qualifying that, I guess you could make the argument that if Iran, I mean, Iraq had constantly been, like, pinging us, like, hey, U.S., we really fucking hate this, can you come in and help us, because we're, the most of the people here aren't agreeing with this, we need help, and we can't overthrow the government, because it's, like, militarily controlled. Right. Like, that would be different. I think that if, if a country kept, like, the people were like, look, we're going to help, we're going to try to revolt, but we don't know if we can do this, can anyone help us? Mm -hmm. That would be different. But I don't, I don't know if they did that. No. I mean, and if you gave them the choice, then it's a slippery slope. Like even with technology, like what if, 
what if Egypt or someplace, when they were doing their Arab Spring, had been like, hey, U.S., we're about to do this. We're not sure if it's going to be going over great. Could you come over and help us? Like, what do yeah. you do in that situation? At least then you're invited. Mm-hmm. At least then if there's an, a formal invitation by the, the populace. Well, that's what happened in Libya. That's exactly yeah, that's, what happened in Libya. There you go. And a lot of people were against it at the time, especially a lot of Republicans were against it at the time. Against that, but not against invading Iraq. Well, there was that whole, like, three-hour conversation between Dick Cheney and the guy that they wanted to have be in charge of Iraq once they knocked it over, where they talked a lot about oil. So... See, that... I mean, okay, look, I tried to, like, at least not talk about the resource function thing, but of course that's what it was. I mean, how much money went to Iraq and disappeared? I mean, literally, like, they would throw it at contractors and, like, it would just vanish. Yeah. Like, I mean, come on, we had a president, president and vice president, an oil man, and a defense contractor. I mean, that sounds like... Guess who made the most money from the Iraq War? Like, yeah. Hmm. Like, I mean, it's not, that's... Like, there, of course, there are people that go down crazy conspiracy theories with that kind of oh, shit. of course. But, even if there's mild conspiracy, what does it matter? Well, I mean... It, it happened. It's conspiracies, I mean... You can't be against... Because cons- conspiracies do happen. It's crazy conspiracy theories you have to be guarded for. Maybe we need And there's a like- lot of them. But there is some, like, actuality in the fact that, yeah, Iraq, that was largely about oil. But see, I it is weird that, at least in 2013, I feel, there are certain words that you have to really tiptoe around because people will latch on to certain aspects of it. For example, conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Conspiracy is a real thing. I mean, right. that happens on all aspects of life. I mean, how many people sure. conspire against other people all the fucking time? And how many people are like, ooh, I'm thinking of a scheme. Let's do this. I mean, it happens. Right. But when, every time you use the word conspiracy, people immediately bump. My, their mind immediately goes to conspiracy theory and right. they dismiss it or go over the top yeah. of it. I mean, you're right. We need to, There's different levels of different right. things. This isn't JFK conspiracy. No, this isn't Which that isn't kind of thing. like, yeah. Um, this isn't, what are the, I almost call them Skeksis, but that's just because that's a fear I have. <laughs> Thanks, Stephen King. But, um, um, but those reptil, the reptoids. Reptoids. I and mean, that isn't that kind of conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also not real. Um, yeah. I mean, those, these are very real, obvious conspiracy things. Like, you would almost say, what was it, the financial crisis when they were doing the complex riddle of trading? Mm-hmm. That's a conspiracy in its own oh, right. Definitely. I mean, falsifying, like, ooh, what we're going to do? We're going <laughs> to we're gonna make some money here. Yeah. The fact, well, the fact Let that... no the, one know. Well, conspiracy right now, well, like, the banking industry is... Like, oh, they fuck, have people yeah. in government. They, the people regulating the the banks are the people that managed banks. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, that is a conspiracy. That is yeah. true. And not to downplay the things we just talked about, I just... Personally, in my recent, uh, the last couple of weeks, I've had a lot of odd semantic arguments with people Mm -hmm. where they will pick out a single word in a sentence and immediately be like, I'm going to associate this with this, and immediately pass like weird kind of, like attributing certain type of, I guess, intention in certain things I've said that I'm like, fuck fuck semantic arguments. Fuck this weird. Uh, I got no use for that. Yeah. No one has use for that kind of bullshit. Mm. Just wanted to throw, I'm glad we talked about that thing about conspiracy real quick. Yes. But wow. Facebook guys. Yeah. (sighs) <laughs> losing losing indeed losing losers well guys I think it's time to check in with our dear pal Mr. Belvedere streets on the China never mattered before who cares every week we get together and chit chat and watch episodes of Say by the Bell and Mr. Belvedere yes so this week our starting for freedom for freedom for freedom because we have that freedom here other people in other countries don't get to watch TV shows Keep, your, keep them in your thoughts this mm. week mm. when you go to bed at night. Just try. I mean, it's going to be tough. It's I mean, it's so going to be suits tough, tough as I'm sure you've discovered, but just give it a little try. Give it a shot. Um, but Brad, uh, we're going to watch Belvedere first, and you have the the interesting task of mm. summarizing the episode The Cadet. Yes. Um, are you prepared, or do you need a moment, friend? Oh, give me 
one second. Dude, yeah. Take all the seconds you need. This is, uh, this is crazy. <laughs> Closest one to a minute wins. Yes. So, on go. Three, two, one, go. All right, this is the cadet. So, Wesley T has been causing so much mischief that he's, he's it's just over the top. There's no way to control him. He's all kinds of, he's a terror. So, they're going to send him to military school. Are they going to try to scare him first and see if that works? Doesn't work. Wesley's like, whatever, you're not going to send me to military school. And they're like, ah, oh, fuck it. I guess we have to. So, they send him to military school. It's very upsetting. Also... Kevin is kind of pissed off because he's realized that the family doesn't give a fuck about him. They're going to pay for military school. He's going to go to the pit. What is happening? He's angry. Heather might be a stripper. Um, a lot of antics happen. In the end, Wesley finally is like, listen, I've been in military school for a couple of weeks. It's the worst. Get me out of here. And George is like, listen, just stop being a terror. You can come home. It gets tender. That's Belvedere. Wow. You did a really good job. And in 44.1 seconds. Well, well, well. That's, that's going to be a tough time to beat. That is going to be a tough time to but, beat. But the t the game is the closest one to a minute. It is. So you still had 15 oh, more seconds. Oh, no. I could have used those. Could have used those. You could have used them. This was a good episode. This was a... It was a good episode in the fact that it challenged me as a viewer. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting. It was yeah. Some of the themes that were running through it. And it was... It had a lot of weird, like, off jokes mm -hmm. that gave you pulse. Like, for example, the whole comment Brad said about Heather may be a stripper... That kind of came out of left field as far as like when that came in and her reaction to it. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Right. Well, there was a couple of illusions. Yeah, there was a lot of like subtle hints. Mm -hmm. I think you called them context clues. Context clues. That um, we, we like to get to the bottom of on Ramchick. But first things first, fucking Kevin cannot get a date. I feel yes. really bad for this kid at this point. Like, yeah. Fuck. So there's a girl that loves horse riding. Is her name Pamela? Maybe. Paula? Paula it's a P Pamela. something. She, she loves horseback riding. Kevin's like, oh yeah, of course, I know how to ride horses. I'm riding horses all the time. No problem. He gets off the phone. And Belder's like, what? When did you learn to ride? Oh, I've never ridden a horse in my life, but I gotta learn before Saturday. Ah! Can you say something like, when have, since when have you been into the Aquarian arts or something like that? or Equestrian. Equestrian. Um, to which Kevin says, hey, if that means horseback riding, I have never. <laughs> you got me, Belvy. Yikes. So Belvedere's got to teach Kevin to ride a horse. That's that's one thing kind of happening in this episode. I was really hoping we would go like out of the studio and we would be on the fields and we'd actually see them riding horses. I hope I'm glad we didn't because of some things we'll get to later. <laughs> Mainly Kevin being fucked by a horse. <laughs> or something or something. Ah, it's what happened. Then we see Heather on the couch studying up reading a book or something. And Wesley T comes around the corner with squirt gun in hand, ah. hiding behind the chairs, sneaking about, getting ready to just load up, like just, just load up, empty out his entire water reservoir mm -hmm. on Heather. He gets close enough to her and she says, God damn it, Wesley, just no, no. Not even looking at him. And he's right. like, wait a minute, how'd you know it was me? I can smell you from here, dog. Ooh. But then Wesley's like, oh yeah, I forgot I ate the cafeteria. Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah, that's... That... At first it's like, oh fuck, she's making some comment about him not having hygiene. But no, he ate in the cafeteria. That is weird. What, is, yeah. what does that mean? I don't, I don't know. I don't want to know. And it's not really... Because there's a laugh when she says the smell thing. And then when he says that, there's like a... There's another laugh, but it's an uncomfortable laugh from the audience. Right. It's almost like... Eh, like they don't understand I it I don't either. understand what that means. Which, assuming... That Belvedere is not taped in front of a live studio audience because it's never told us that it was or wasn't. Then this laugh track is done in post, so that brings a whole nother realm of like, what the fuck? Why would they su why did why would they put like a subtle oh, misunderstood no, that's, laugh? That's a real audience. That's gotta be a real audience. Yeah. 
It's gotta be. The thing is, Wesley's like, well, it doesn't matter, you know, what I do, because it's it's parent-teacher conference night. Yeah, so he's worried. So, yeah. So George and Marsha come home from the parent-teacher conference. There's a quick framing of Heather as someone, with the assailant with a squirt gun, where he's like, mm-hmm. fuck, the parents are home. He squirts himself in the face over his shirt. He puts it in Heather's hands, jumps on the couch. They come through the door. Oh, guys, Heather won't quit squirting me with a squirt gun. They're not buying it. Of course not. Because apparently... Well, Wesley's tease caused a lot of mischief, including tying up a substitute teacher. Um, but don't worry, he wasn't the one that undressed her. What? Whoa. What? I... Um... First off, how does a substitute teacher lose control of a classroom that quick? These are children, by the way. Dude, Wesley T is a child. Dude, come on. Like if these We te- saw some substitute teachers go down in flames. Quite true. Well, quite true. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. always, like, um, interested in what uh, substitute teachers brought to the table. Mm-hmm. There was one that I had that was, like, a psych major at one of the lame, like, universities that was close, that was in our hometown of Jackson, Tennessee. And he basically, the first half of class, punked us and, like, was pretending to be, like, a different person and, like, throwing out stuff and, like, being very weird until halfway through class he was like, you know what, fuck this. Like, I was just playing with you guys. I'm doing some research stuff. It was just, you know, I was playing my games with you to see what would happen. But I'm going to give you, like, one of our questions that I took in psych class. We'll just talk about it. This was drafting, by the way. It had nothing to do with wow. psychology, um, which was very... He was a weirdo. We had a drafting class. Yeah, we had, I, I took a drafting... I've taken many drafting classes. I, but, but that was weird. Yeah. So I'm always... But to for a substitute teacher to lose control to where, like, you're tied up and then the students are undressing you is weird. There's so That's many weird. questions that that brings up. Like, did you play along with it? Is this one of those stitches where this teacher maybe, I don't know. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, I remember when uh, I was in eighth grade, you were on a different side than me. So oh, you didn't yeah. get the full force of this. But um, our substitute teacher died. And, like, then there was a, a series of substitute teachers in the interim um, most of which ran off in terror because, like, there was, like, the class after us was insane. Like, that, that was the class that, like, glued a guy to a rocking chair. Wow. Yeah. So this was not only disrespect, but, like, total anarchy. Yeah, this, was, were... this was chaos. And then eventually they got Miss Cole to fill in. Ugh. Who, honestly, guys, you know, you hear about bad teachers, but this woman... The one that said there were two different George Washingtons. Yes, sure is. There is two George Washingtons. There is one was a was a general in the Revolutionary War, and the other was our first president. <laughs> Wait, excuse me. Yeah, there's two George Washingtons in histories. Wait, do you mean like he went through a character shift where he was? We all know George Washington was the worst. So did he like change and became president? So you mean like there was two George Washingtons? <laughs> one was a general in the Revolutionary Wars, and one was our first the president. Revolutionary Wars. <laughs> like I'm assuming that there was were two happened. George. <laughs> the woman was shockingly dumb. Also ridiculously, <laughs> ridiculously pear shaped, like to a ridiculous level, and wore like purple velvet. <laughs> Like pantsuits with like a neon green shirt. She looked ridiculous. Was this the same woman you guys had convinced there was was like cows? Yes. In the fields. Next oh my to the god! School? When Grant Cooper <laughs> and Jacob Brandon convinced her that there the was romance a- to last for eternity. True, true that. Oh, they convinced her that there was a farm just beyond the wooded area next to the school because they would just make mooing sounds. And she's like, "Sure, is this, what is that noise? Oh, that's the farm, Miss Cole. It's just past." beyond those trees 
and she really believed there was a farm. See, in my mind, I was hoping that she was just playing along with these kids, mm. but it does not surprise me with a comment about two George Washingtons that she genuinely thought, oh, you know, it's weird those cows always get antsy around this time. She was by far the stupidest woman that ever taught me, that was ever supposed to teach me anything in school. Now I want more stories about this other class that was like a terror. Oh, a, a class of Wesley T's? Yeah. You can't unleash that on any human being. Well, because, yeah, they like super glued this kid. Like, they put super glue on her rocking chair, and this kid sat down on it, and like, and then she was like in the class, and he, she was like, Steven, get up out of that chair. <laughs> and he was like, I can't, Miss Cole, I'm stuck. I, somebody, somebody puts something on here. He's like, Steven, stop playing around. And like, she made him like lift up his arms and like rip flesh oh, off. Oh, gross. Yeah. Oh, see, I thought like if his pants were like super glued, it mm. would suck because it's like, oh no, I'm super glued. I can take my pants off. But the fact that his arms were super glued yeah. and. Yeah. Maybe other parts if he was wearing shorts, maybe the lower parts Oof. of his legs. That would just be That torture. was bad. Bad news bears. Yeah. Worst. The worst. So yeah, I could see how a teacher could get tied up and like stripped by like some well. Wesley T's. <laughs> now nobody was stripping Miss Cole, because like nobody had that kind of man nobody had the man hours <laughs> for that job. <laughs> she was a ridiculously proportioned woman. <laughs> But Wesley T, they were curious, you know. Mm-hmm. They knew he was a doctor, so they're like, well, what is this? Like, teach us, give us a, get us a real lesson in anatomy, yes. doctor. <laughs> Dr. Owens. Oh. Well, I didn't, I didn't have her scheduled, but I can work her in. So, yeah, there was some feedback from the teacher about how that was probably not right. the best thing to happen to sub. So, Wesley gets grounded. How are they going to ground that kid? Like, you can't ground a Wesley T. Seriously. George and Belvedere get home from shopping, which I love that they go shopping together, by the way. Of course. Um, Marsha's just gotten home, and she's like, Have you, is he with you? What are you talking about? Wesley T snuck off. He's supposed to be grounded, Alex. Hmm. Then you see little Wesley T pop up in the window. Ah, caught. He comes in. He is all banged up. His sweater's ripped. He's got dirt in his face. Wesley T, where the fuck were you? You're supposed to be grounded. Did you get into a fight? It's not my fault. This kid was kicking the back of my seat at the movie theater. And then he, threw, <laughs> then he threw gummy bears at me, so I had to defend myself and hit him. So I had to take care of this kid. First off, how did you get to the movie theaters, old Wesley T? He likes going to the movies. Yeah. He's treated Belvedere many times before. Scheming. They're like, what the fuck are you doing in the movies? You're grounded. Oh, George, I, was that this week? I thought we, I thought I didn't start till next week. My bad. Oh, manzies. Parents, that's a common mistake. I'm so sorry. Did not, won't happen again. Wink. Hot water with and the parents. And it's getting hotter. So George comes up with a scheme. God, the worst scheme. He decides he's going to invite a, a recruiter from the uh, military school that's only 30 minutes away over to, to talk to Wesley T and hopefully scare him. Now, I immediately, I thought what was going to happen was that, like, this guy was actually going to be trying to sell Wesley to come to the military school, and then he was going to want to go, and they were going to be like, ah, we got to pay for military school now? This blew up in our face. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> There's other things. There's other schemes working with the Owens family, yeah. right? But it's... T- no, he talks to Wesley T for a while, and then Wesley T comes in, oh, guys, I'm so sorry, I'm going to be good now. Don't send me away to military school. And George's like, gotcha. Yes. He looks at Belvedere with a, a knowing glance, like, that's how you parent. No, dude. He's trying to play a space dog game. And he is... This ain't doggy dinner cards. <laughs> <laughs> this is the fucking pit. There's different this rules the in the pit. Can we please get a, a sequel to Belvedere called The Pit? Shit's tough in the pit. Shit is super tough in the pit. So George Georgia walks out. You know, he's like... He's talking to Marsh. He's like, yeah, I got him high. Yes, we, we, we did it. We did our parenting job. And then Wesley's like, oh, that was easy. <laughs> it's like, come on. And Belvedere's like, oh, fuck. 
this isn't going to end well. Mm, mm -mm. This may be out of Belvedere's power, but we'll see what's up. Indeed. So now Belvedere and Kevin have, have come back from their first uh, riding trip. Love um, Belvedere's outfit, by the way. Yeah, he's in his classic awesome. riding gear. Yeah. Um, Kevin walks in and he's kind of hunched over and he's saying that his 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 legs and ass seem to be sore. His legs are also spread apart. Like he's walking like an yeah. old-timey cowboy. He's like, how am I supposed to walk after this? And it's like, ooh, this looks weird. It looks not good. What looks weird and not good is fucking Marsha's fucking glasses on her face. She's got those True. giant pink rim glasses that go into her nose again. Mm -hmm. Those things are always jarring. Like yeah. It really is. Like You see them and then a cut over to Marsha, and it's almost like it's the spectacle. Like That's the joke yeah. in that moment. But go ahead. I'm sorry. But Kevin is, is, is acting... It looks like he was fucked by a horse. He was probably fucked by that horse. And then Belvedere says, well, most people generally ride on top of the horse. To which me and Brad look at each other like, well, wait a minute. He was definitely fucking a horse. He got taken advantage of by a horse. Yeah. Kev Kevin was raped by a horse. Kevin may have been raped by the horse. And Kev it's odd yeah. that an 80s television show would deal with that kind of thing. But it's Belvedere. Like, who right. knows what the fuck they're going to call us next? Yeah. And and Belvedere says, oh, I tried to tell them you were doing trick riding, but I don't think they were believing it. They all got a good laugh, though. Kevin, Kevin was raped by a horse. Poor Kevin. Poor Kevin. Poor Kevin being raped by a horse. Well, you got to pay your dues, I guess. At the beginning, you know, like, you're the fresh face. They got to, yes. hey, let's put a little prank on him. Should we super glue him to his horse? Nah, that worked out bad. Should we Should we moo and tell him, like, there's a, a, a cow farm nearby? Nah. How about we have a horse fuck him? <laughs> Whoa! The high pranks in the 80s, man. The pit is a terrifying place. Seriously. So Kevin's dealing with that. Maybe having second guesses as to whether he's going to be able to pull off this date with this right. this horse rider woman. I mean, there's a lot of black, black mirror questions coming, <laughs> coming to the forefront of Kevin's mind. <laughs> so, um, but then they get a call from uh, Wesley T's school. And the teacher, or an authority figure, is pretty up. Pretty concerned. Hey, how did his surgery go? What? And George is like, excuse me, or Marsha, whoever answered the phone, what do you mean? And they said, well, Wesley T. told us he had these had to have these polyps removed. We were calling to make sure he was all right. Parents look at each other and knowing we're like, hey, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. I'll call you back. Yikes. Wesley T. comes in like it's been a day at school. He just got back. Hey, guys, what's up? How was school, Wesley? Oh, it was great. You know, same old, same old. Really? Didn't have any trouble with some polyps? I was almost in the kitchen too. Shit. I know he's like, well, listen, you guys won't let me have any fun at home, so I thought I'd just <laughs> skip school and have some fun look, in the arcade. Look, all I do is I, I get in trouble at school. And let's be honest, he's a fucking little genius. Like mm -hmm. he doesn't need to study for anything. I mean, he's bored if anything. Mm -hmm. so he's like, look, I didn't need to go to that, so I went to the arcade all day. I just went to the arcade all day. Fuck school. I'm grounded. I need to have some of my fun. I actually kind of admire that in that child. Like, yeah. he's doing stuff on his own schedule. Yeah. But yeah, George is living at this point. He's like, fuck, what the fuck? I mean, what do you do if you are Wesley T's parents? I do love that the show is bringing up this point because they've set the stage for Wesley T to, to be this kind of character. Mm -hmm. And where other shows would probably scapegoat it and just have it be like, oh, that maniacal kid again. Belvedere actually is tackling the subject, what do you do when you have a sociopath as a child? Seriously. Like, what do you do? What do you do? So... George's like, fuck it, we're gonna have to do it. I'm just gonna fucking send him to military school. <laughs> Marsh is a little upset, but they assume that there will be a battle of wills, but Wesley T will fall back. Right. Like, he'll be, sorry, sorry, guys, and this time I mean it. Which I thought was funny when George said that. If he really means it this time, he doesn't mean it. He's a kid that's never been disciplined. He got their housekeeper deported because he uh, rose against him. Like, this kid commands real power. 
I mean, yeah. what are you going to do? Seriously. So they ship him to military school. So they're going to send him to military school. But where did he get the money for the arcade? Do we remember where that happened? Oh, he got it from uh, Heather's Underwear. Excuse me? Hmm? Oh, you know, the money from out of Heather's Underwear. He doesn't say out of Heather's underwear drawer, which I think is really suspect. Oh, I thought he said he sold her underwear. I think that's actually what he said. Oh, did he? Yeah, which makes more sense than just out of her underwear. Well, I, I kind of questioned the whole stripper thing. I was like, well, I guess she could be a stripper, right? I thought he said like, with that dress power. that she'll be putting on exactly. later. Exactly. Like that's definitely uh, he definitely... sold her underwear. Yeah. Which oh, makes, that's weird. That makes it all the creepier because there's a close up on him. He looks at Heather and says, "Oh, I sold Heather's underwear." And there's a scene of her like look. She's has eye contact with him, and she kind of like puts her head down. Quasi embarrassed, but also kind of flattered in the way that it's presented, and it's weird. Mm. I sold my sister's underwear for money for the arcade. P.S. Kevin is out of money. Kevin is broke. <laughs> Kevin's broke now. He's more worried, not so much about not being able to hold his own on a horse riding date, or will hold his own in many respects mm. on, around horses, but also he may not have enough funds because he he has a lot of his. Well, he, he made some purchases recently. We're not sure. Oh, where. P.S. Kevin's gone uh, horse riding again with Belvedere. Um, Belvedere. <laughs> Belvedere comes in. He's like, um, hey, Marge, you remember your son that went horse riding with me? Um, just so you know, last time I saw him, he was galloping towards uh, the Pennsylvania Turnpike. It's a good thing he had exact change. <laughs> For the children. And, yeah. and Marge is like, hmm. Like, they don't care. Does not care. Doesn't it's not like he fuck. was joking or he was like setting up a theoretical funny or whatever. He actually, the last time you saw Kevin was galloping through yeah. the toll booth on that fucking Pennsylvania turnpike. And they're like, yeah, he'll be fine. He's, he's an old kid. He's good. They didn't plan Kevin. They didn't plan Kevin <laughs> They didn't want him. They didn't want him. They didn't plan any of the family. No. They care most about Kitten and fucking Wesley T. Yeah. So, um... So, Kevin, who knows what's happening? Who knows? Kevin. So now, like... Belvedere's going up to pack up Wesley's stuff and Wesley's like they're really gonna do this aren't they they're really gonna fucking send me to military school like just leveling with Belvedere like fuck these parentals yikes the teens are little games and like like Marsh is like freaking out and getting all emotional and George's like well listen listen if he'll just you know apologize and like and fucking mean it this time fucking mean it and like try to change then we won't do this but unless he does that he's going to the fucking military school <laughs> which it's about time Kevin rolls in a little worse for wear, but talks about a, a, a terrifying story of being on a horse that was uncontrollable. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually, um, a clothesline saved him. Yeah. Knocked him off the horse. <laughs> Who knows where this horse is? I'm assuming no it just clue. kept going, wild and free. Free so to rape again. Yeah. Uh, it's Gotta be worried to live in the pit. Mm. Comes back home, marshes on at tears of the fact that little Wesley T's going over to military school. And Kevin misinterprets this as sympathy for him or concern for him. And he goes right. over and hugs mom. And it's like, mom, don't worry about it. I'm fine. That horse, I mean, the authorities will catch him and he will we'll get justice on what he did to me. And then Marcia says, I don't care about you. And that rings so true. So true. So true. She doesn't give a fuck about Kevin. My baby's going to military school. Heather's hugging him. Kevin's still, like, taking him back, but still kind of, like, hugging. Yeah. Slowly realizing what's happening. And he's like, uh, I, I love Kevin's, Kevin's like, oh, he's like, Dad's going to send Wesley to military school? That's, that's ridiculous. He can't do that. I mean, he can't do that because, I mean, well, 
I'm sure her argument was like, he can't, my little baby, William, this is not... Mm. No, Mom, he can't do that. It's not in the books, right? Like, we don't have the funds to do that, correct, yeah. Mother? I love it. We get a scene... We're just going to go ahead and go there. Yeah, um, let's please. Um, there's a scene with... Um, Wesley's off at the military school. It's Belvedere and Kevin. Kevin's, like, angry. Kevin is angrily throwing away cereal. Yeah, he fixes himself a bowl of cereal and then just dumps it in the sink. Like, fuck this! Um, and Belvedere's like, well, listen, what's, what's, what's wrong? He's like, I just can't believe um, Dad would send Wesley off to military school. And Belvedere's like, listen, I miss him too. No, it's not that. He can afford to send him to military school, but I'm stuck going to the pit? Awesome. Yes. Well done, Mr. Belvedere. Your show's amazing. Yeah, justified. I love that they're carrying things over from previous episodes. Of course. Why the fuck are you sending your child to military school? But I do love that it's mentioned and then kind of dropped. Mm -hmm. I guess foreshadowing future things in episodes. Mm -hmm. I can only hope. Fingers crossed. Please, Mr. Belvedere. Oh, like that's all. I mean, just uh, Kevin, I don't care about you. And yeah, we're not going to send you to a better college. (laughs) That's amazing. We can't swing it. But we can pray for Wesley too. And has George even started his new job yet? No, probably not. Like, what's Marsha doing? Who knows? She's not interning. She's not going to get a job. Where is this money coming from? Belvedere secretly funding the family. I surely. So Wesley T is like he gets sent off to military school. He like comes downstairs, still doesn't apologize. They take him off. He's off in military school now. There's a scene where he's shining boots in a lot of them. Yeah. And then this makes I mean a lot of the military stuff we've already talked about. Obviously, oh. Bride and I are a little bit against this kind of it's the worst. form of of authority and control, but whatever. So Wesley T has obviously gotten in trouble. And then a kid cadet comes in with, I guess, the rank of an adult. He's like, on your feet, soldier. Ugh. I do love that Wesley T doesn't care about any of this shit. Mm-hmm. He's like, fuck all this. Yeah. So he's like, you done with those boots, cadet? Yeah, I'm, all, I'm done with this last pair. What? Oh, I'm sorry, are you hard of hearing? I said I'm finished. No. What? You're done with those boots and... I'm done with uh, shining them with the shoe polish. You're done with the shoe polish, shining them, and... And they're black and shiny now. I can see myself in them. Thank you very much for that. And... And what? God Sir! Gross. (laughs) Grossest. And that's kind of Wesley T's uh, verbatim, almost, like, reaction to it. Like, oh, I I always forget about that stupid kind of, like, odd pseudo-authority bullshit that I'm supposed to give to a kid maybe a year or two older than me. The whole sir, like, oh, fuck, I hate that weird... Like, in any form, not even just, like, military bullshit, which, fuck that. Um, Like, if you're a fucking adult... Why are you calling someone else sir? Why are we doing these weird pleasantries? This weird authority, like, all this bullshit. I don't like it. I got no use for it. We're fucking human beings. I remember when I was a kid, um, I was encouraged to say yes sir and yes ma'am all the time. Mm -hmm. But it was more toward older people. Right. And I was a kid kid. Yeah. So thank you ma'am. Thank you sir. It was just quote unquote polite. Now, when I got older, I was like, oh, well, fuck all that bullshit. Yeah. But there are times even now, as an adult adult, that when I don't say yes, sir, or yes, ma'am, people get offended. And I'm like, fuck you. I Ugh. I don't... I see everyone as equal. Like, yeah. I don't, if, if you're not a cop that has the power to give me a ticket, you're not getting that... Even story. then, I don't really think that's cool. Cause that, yeah, I don't to, either. To tell someone, maybe yes, officer... Thank you, officer. Mm. But still, fuck that yeah, bullshit. Yeah, I don't like it. It's not necessary. It's Why gross. do we have to show people weird authority? Why do we have to... It's the differentiation to the... You have, mm. to, you have to to bow your head to their fucking respect of their of their authority. Fuck off. 
not to downplay the people who are actually doing their jobs and everything. Like I don't want to, I don't want to confuse that. Um, but yes, fuck any type of like weird yeah. ornamental authority bullshit. Yeah. Wesley T thinks the same way. Agreed. Thank you, Wesley T. Thank you. But he gets more in trouble. They bring him like boxes and more boots for him to polish. Ugh. I, I love Wesley. He gets a, a small stab in at the kid. I can't remember what exactly he says, but he says it under his breath. Oh, he's like, you no. Know, the guy says, "I, I want to be able to see my reflection in these in these boots." And Wesley's like, "Then why don't you go to the zoo?" What was that, cadet? Why don't you go to the zoo, sir? No, oh, I never. And just walks out. Yeah. Ugh. But who walks in? It's Belvedere. Mister B. Coming in to check up on Wesley. He's like, Just "Fuck! I knew they were gonna cave." And thank goodness, because fuck these boots and fuck this thing. Yeah. Wesley, sit down. <laughs> <laughs> They're not caving this time. Yeah. You've got to. Sh- you got to shape up. He's like, "Listen, if you'll just talk to your father and apologize, then this could be over tonight. This could be over. Not doing it. This is a bottle of wheels, and if I cave this time, can't do it." And he's like, listen, Wesley, your father is as pig-headed a douchebag as you are. Maybe he just cave this one. <laughs> no, Belvedere, it's principal. Ugh. So Belvedere leaves. Wesley T is stuck. In hell. After that is when we have that whole breakfast cereal fiasco slash sure. that. But I, I just wanted to put that in timing. But So then there's like a military special day. Well, like I don't know why I called it that. That sounded so it's, arbitrary. It's a military special day. It's a special military day. It's a um, come visit your kids at, at the shitty military school. You can do it once a month, and this is the time. Yeah. So um, Marsha can't fucking wait to get there. Marsha can't. Heather wait. is going to put on a show. She's looking to get laid at this. So I'm assuming. Yeah. Heather comes down in like a '60s go-go dress. Like it's like it's weird. It's pretty bonkers. She's like, what? This is my new outfit. This is my new dress. Are you stripping? She might be making some money on the side. Hey, this is my new new uniform for that job I started. Where did you start? It's called Skeeters. More about that later. Oh, my. Oh, no. Um, but George is like, no, that's not, no. Go back upstairs and change. And Marsha's like weirdly, she's like, let her wear it. Why is Marsha like defending it? I don't remember. But I do remember George saying like, honestly, you wouldn't want her to go out in that? We're going to a place where boys haven't seen a woman in months. But there's this weird. She'll get raped. Well, like, I don't want my daughter to get raped. I, I mean, it's I think we're seeing the beginning of the end of their marriage. Yeah. Because, because she's. It's really just a proxy war. Fuck! What if we actually went through a divorce on Belvedere? God, that would be so good. But it's you like, know there's gonna be an episode at least about that. Because the whole thing about the dress is like she's like no let her wear the dress why. Why do you get? Why do you get to make decisions? Like you send our child off to military school. Mm. It's like it's a proxy battle. Yeah. For their terrible marriage. Honestly, the dress is kind of bad. Like, it's not really flattering to her at all. True. It's kind of more of like, Heather, go put on another dress. Heather, stop trying to dress slutty. You don't know. Don't do it's that. It's weird. That is weird. Don't do it. You're going to a military school where to see your little brother. <laughs> all these kids are younger than you. That's yeah. weird. Like, I'm just going to assume that it's a military academy that has older kids as well, but all we see are, like, the like the 10-year-olds, and that's bizarre. <laughs> Why are you trying to give a thrill to some little kids? Yeah, that's weird. So, she <laughs> changes. They go to the military uh, academy. Kevin's still pissed off about the college thing. He's like, yeah, wow. Like, wow. Wow, Dad, this must be pretty expensive. Much more expensive than sending me to, to Hawaii. Ooh. And there's a weird thing where, like, both kind of, like, where George is like, wait, what? Because George has already forgotten, like, oh, yeah. okay, we got Kevin trapped here. He'll be able to bring in some money to pay for his stay. Well, yeah. we were able to send our kid to military school. But they both kind of look at each other, like, confused and pissed off, but whatever. So then, again, they're in some kind of weird office thing, that military office, and then Wesley T comes in, fully dressed out in his his, his best attire. Mm-hmm. Very formal, though. Being very cold, very formal, very... 
Yes, sir. This is the something-something, sir. Hello, ma'am. Heather, looking uh, radiant as always. Thank you for coming. And Heather's like, wait a minute. That ain't the Wesley T that sold my underwear to those boys. It's for reals. Who gave me half of the profits, which is why I kind of look like that, because I, I needed some money to buy records or something. So she's in it with Wesley T. I mean, that's sure. how she makes money. Quick sure. and easy. Right. I think Kevin is just like, whatever. Kevin's still pissed off about college. George tried to make a joke about, oh, man, I bet the cafeteria here is weird, right? Actually, sir, no, sir. The food is very adequate, sir. It's tasty and adequate. Prepared well. Mr. Belvedere, I see you are in perfect form. I don't know what he said. It's, like it's, it's all pleasant. Something, yeah. yeah. Well-rested is what yeah. he says, yeah. It's bizarre. And Belvedere's like, well, you're not around. So, yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Let's tour the facility, please, this way. They, Wesley gives him a quick tour. They get back to his room. They're like, well, I suppose I'll see you in the next month. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, well, you well, we just got here. spend more time, but there's things I need to do. A lot of shoes to shine. Wink. And so then, like, they're like, uh, George, talk to him. And, like, they all leave. And they have a little heart-to-heart. And it gets tender. Yeah. It gets tender. Throws it up at Dad like, you fucking just shit me off instead of being a real parent. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> and he's right. And, and, yeah, I mean... In all honesty, because there is a point where there is a whole thing where George and Belvedere have an exchange, and he says, Belvedere, don't you fucking tell me I'm a lazy parent and bad parenting, or like, there's a whole slew of things that are all true. Yeah. And Belvedere says, Well, you summed it up nicely. Yeah, that's. I was, just gonna, I was just going to say something random about dinner, but yeah, yeah. You're the worst parent. Yeah. So Wesley G throws it up in his face, and George deflects it by saying, I know. I know you've been having hard times, like running and doing all these push ups, because I was there. What? Look on the ground. How many footprints do you see? <laughs> but uh, apparently George uh, had been like creeping out, which raises a lot of questions about Can George. Can you just imagine like just seeing this old man like driving slowly past the military school and just looking and then like getting out of his car and looking through the fence to watch the young boys? I wonder if he does this all the time and he mm. just happened to see what's happening mm. this time because how do you know about the facility? It's 30 minutes away. How does he know about the young cadet academy? How does he know the, the guy that serves there, like one of the teachers, the old teacher or academy instructor? Oh, no. There's a lot of weird questions. Dr. Chris Hansen. It's 30 minutes away. I drove there every morning to see and all those young boys do push-ups and just run around by the fence, creeping out with the other old creeps. Dr. Chris Hansen paging Dr. Chris Hansen. Yeah, exactly. Wee wee red alert. Um, it's the molestation block! <laughs> so, but Wesley T takes this instead of being creepy and weird as mm. Dad really cares about me. I thought you didn't love me anymore. Come here. You're getting out of this place. We're going home. And that's pretty much how that's, it that's ends, how it right? Is, yeah. I mean, there's a scene at the end where Kevin is like drumming drumsticks out on their little, like, um, I guess porch or, like, concrete, whatever. In the Belvedere, back. Belvedere's like, uh, hey, so, uh, how'd your day go? Oh, terrible. She cared more about the horse than she did about me. It's like, Rrr. I think they went to the movies or something. Somebody else is fucking that horse. Yeah, there's a, um, hmm. But then Kevin has this little face, like, why do I always have to change who I am for these girls? Why doesn't anyone like me for me? Valid point, I guess, Kevin. Um, why do you keep changing yourself for these girls? How about you just be yourself? Melody's mm. like, well, that's the spirit, dude. Keep up with that. Maybe try that angle instead of getting your black book out and calling these women, harassing these women every week. Yeah. Maybe just live your life, and if you find romance, you find it. Mm. Oh, by the way, so-and-so called. Oh, so-and-so? She's on the skydiving team. <laughs> oh, boy. So Melody's writing in his journal... Kevin didn't learn a damn thing this week. <laughs> Poor kid is stuck in the pit. Oh well. <laughs> Meanwhile, Wesley's still uh, being well behaved. Wesley and Heather are up to their old tricks of selling Heather's underwear. <laughs> I wonder when the parents will realize. 
Um, but then Heather screams, like, Leslie, get out of here, whatever. And he's like, ah, oh, everything's back to normal now. I'm needed. <laughs> Dot XXO. Because that's how he signs everything. He just journaled. And that's Belvedere. That's Belvedere. Who won, who lost? Fucked. That is a wonderful question. Ooh. Kevin fucking lost big time. Kevin He got raped by a horse. Kevin did it's implied run. heavily that, for reals, he got raped by a horse. Mm-hmm. The, the same horse took him gallivanting across the countryside. And stole his girlfriend. And then stole his girlfriend. Insult to injury. That's pretty bad. And not on, I mean, on top of all that, his parents almost literally spit in his face and say, we're sending your... Younger brother. His mother did say, I don't care about you. Yeah. He wins. I mean, he loses big time. Yeah. Like, he lost. Mm -hmm. Who won? Who won is a better question. Like, I don't know who won, Brad. I mean, Heather was unscathed, really. I mean, she's making money. Belvedere was unscathed. Belvedere was unscathed. Belvedere had a reprieve from fucking the horrors of Wesley T. True. Um... Yeah, Marsha's never winning at anything. Mm. Wesley, just, Wesley certainly didn't win. No, I, sadly, Wesley. I mean, Wesley may have won in a larger scheme on mm. a smaller front. He in went the fact to military school. He did go to military school, but he at least now has not only a sense of authority, but at least realizes that he has to placate that authority. At least he can't just walk all over his parents. Like at the military school, sure. Like fuck all of this mm. bullshit. I don't care what you punish me with. I'm a child. Fuck you. I'm also a genius. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. But he's got to understand that, look, these are, this is his family. He can't just be doing goofs and, but he like, certainly doesn't, he doesn't win. No, but he doesn't win. Like, I mean, I'm just saying that for the, the broader character ring, but he doesn't win. I think Belvedere won it. I think Belvedere this won. Is, this is a, this is an episode that Belvedere took it, and he won. Yes. Poor Kevin. <laughs> when is Kevin going to have an episode where he wins? Where he's not having to worry about, like, peer pressuring, raping the, the Lucy girl... What was her name? Um, Easy, Easy Sweetie. Or like having having to put on the mantle of a football star and live downtown in like the red light district just to protect his younger brother. Who, by the way, the parents are totally fine to do whatever with. Seriously. Like, he needs an episode for him. Yeah. Yeah. God, I wish that him and uh, Savvy Angela had at least had a little romance. They've something, got to readdress something. that. Maybe when he grows out that mullet and starts doing things his way. He'll he'll come into his own. I want to see that from Belvedere. Yes, let's see. Yeah, let's see that. Alex. Oh God. We had a lot of fun in the pit this week, but shit's about to go plum banana cakes because we're gonna check in with our sweater loving pals on Saleville, the college years. This episode's called Dr. Kelly, by the this way. This episode is called Dr. Kelly. And Alex, you can have 60 seconds. <laughs> Jesus. Close to. I'm not I'm not going to look at the clock. I'm going to okay. try to do this. I'm going to try to instinctively just use my intuition. All right. Link. All right. Not a real thing. Um, <laughs> um, give me a second. Because anytime I try to second. wing it, I end up going. It's a disaster. Take so that just give me just a second Take to collect second. myself. Fuck, so much fucking happened in this episode. I know. This is going to be fucking hard. You ready for this? I As ready as I can be. As so. ready as anyone can be, really. All right, so you will go in three, two, one, go. Kelly has become nurse practitioner of the uh, university's nursing program, um, which is odd since she's not registered, but whatever. Uh, but this has gotten her to broader interests of actually maybe becoming a doctor and going pre-med for reals as opposed to just substituting. Zach sits down and has a real conversation with her like, Kelly, you're not that bright. I don't know, but I know more about chemistry than you do, so maybe soft-pedal that. But don't give up on your dreams, whatever. So Kelly takes this because she's very impressionable. And she decides to do what she knows best. 
serving because she did that in the max forever. So she works at a place called Skeeters, which Alex also works at because she's trying to make some extra change. Skeeters is a meat bar. Like basically, it's it's the Hooters of uh, college university campus California thing. So um, Alex realizes after being harassed that this is stupid, don't want to do this. But Kelly's cool with it, making money off of people. She's making bank. But how? Who's gonna fill in for a nurse practitioner? Leslie Romney hasn't worked ever in her life, and Leslie Romney is getting a little uppity about like you should not do this. So like fucking work for a second, Leslie Romney. Leslie Romney fucking doesn't understand how paperwork goes. She has to clean bedpans, and she is seeing a side of life she never knew existed because she's entitled and rich. Whatever. Zach realizes that maybe he crushed Kelly's dreams too much, and <laughs> the fact that Kelly's really owning like well, I'm gonna drop out of university probably. I'm just gonna be a Skeeters girl. And Zach's like, dude, no, I'm your friend, maybe your lover, kiss, and everything's right with the world. Also, sidetrack, fucking wall of acting is gonna go back and play football. Um, doesn't go back and play football. Let's not kid ourselves there. <laughs> Him and the rest of the boys have a morning kind of workout sesh that may is a very homoerotic, but whatever. Also, uh, Screech falls in love with the look. I'm already over a minute, but it doesn't matter. Screech falls in love with one of the Skeeters girls but learns the harsh lesson that women are just nice to you, which is sadly a weird thing that happens in like a male gaze kind of fuck. We'll talk about that in a minute, but that was Saved by the Bell this week. One minute, 47 seconds. Son of a bitch! <laughs> That's over a minute of your time. Well, you fucking won. Congratulations, sir. (laughs) Like, I thought for real, I was looking at you and thinking, I bet I have this in a minute. I bet I'm at 45 seconds. Let me talk a little bit about Mike. No, I was at a minute 30 talking about Mike. Yeah. Fuck, I'm so sorry, guys. I'm sorry, Brad, that this happens all the time. It was wonderful. I was trying to keep a poker face because I was like, how long is he going to go? How long is he going to go if I just let him keep going? Let's be honest. This episode, so much fucking shit happened. Like, I didn't even get into all of it. Like, I tried to brush over as fast as possible, and you can't. You can't. This show is so ridiculous. To explain it is near impossible. But we'll give it a go. But we are old. We're going to try, goddammit. There's (laughs) there's still some episodes left. (laughs) First off, 30-minute episode, maybe 28 minutes. Mm-hmm. Fit for the frame made of running for 30 minutes on the television network. Felt like it lasted 45 minutes to an hour. Like, this felt like a real this was television show. This episode. was crazy. I wish more of them were this epic, though, because it's really fun to watch mm-hmm. them, because it's just insanity happens. We had at least um, five fashion battles during the episode. Oh, yeah. And it's always a pleasure just to, like, a new scene happens and wardrobe changes, and we're like, all right, well, who fucking won and lost this one? <laughs> fashion <laughs> forward, please. <laughs> <laughs> that may be one of my favorite things that you do like woo, like going into the whole ball like fashion forward woo. Kelly's breaking that heart buckle out again Kelly just retired that outfit you, it doesn't flatter you mm-hmm. that black dress you wear later does flatter you Alex was on point this episode Alex had some of the best well dressed moments in this up except that one thing she wore that one time that looked ridiculous. yeah that was like weird and pirate shirty with floral print yeah, yeah fuck that she Alex. looked like somebody's sad couch yeah but Kelly rolled in with like that nice leather jacket that was form fitting and those jeans Still dick, but probably the best looking at that table. It, yeah, because table. Alex had on that weird thing. But only because of that. Because that jacket looked super weird on her. It only looked good because it was form-fitting. Yeah. Well, I've never seen like a form-fitting leather jacket like that. And mm. by that, I mean an antiquated 90s definition of form-fitting. Like, True. It's it's not really. It's it was, it, was, it was somewhat tight, and she's attractive. But the jacket itself did not look good. No. I agree. But we'll get into that fashion in a minute. Let's take it off. Where does this start? It's called Dr. Kelly, for uh, by the way. Yes. Um, we start off, and Kelly is working at the Student Health Center. Um, 
It's an ER floor, basically. It's an emergency room. Now, do you remember the University Health Center when we were in college, Alex? Yeah. They could ba- they would basically give out condoms, and maybe if you were lucky and really sick, um, they would either give you an aspirin or refer you to a clinic and say, hey, you should go see a doctor. I don't really understand the point of that clinic. Or, like, the university, um, I guess, nurse station or whatever the fuck it was called. Um... Beyond that. Yeah. Like, shouldn't they call it something different? Like, maybe this is the sexual education center? Like, why put up this ruse of, like, hey, we've got a nurse on staff that may be able to give you prescriptions? Because that's bullshit. It didn't seem like they could. It was, I think there was, like, there was, like, a nurse there, like, maybe once a week or something. Ridiculous. So it's basically a useless thing. Yeah. But at California State University Tech, they have, like, a fully staffed, like, medical facility. Like, it's a real... It was a hospital. Um... And Kelly is working there, and Zach comes by to get the $20 she owes him. Which is pretty awesome, the fact that he came to collect on money that she actually owed him. Mm. And she says, oh, I'm so sorry, Zach. I don't have, I'm broke. Sorry. What? But you owe me that money. Mm. Mm. Broke. Mm. Broke. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> what can you do? Sucker. Mm. 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 Shifty. Really shifty, Kelly. Uh, all of a sudden, a patient on a stretcher is rolled in. Kelly, I need your help. I need you to hold pressure here while I inject him with adrenaline. <laughs> what is happening? Guys, like, it is a super busy ER. Like, basically, she works at an emergency room. Yeah. Sitch. I don't know if this is a... a Kelly is a college freshman. <laughs> <laughs> that is not she even here. She's not even a pre-med student at this point. She's horrible at chemistry, we find out. She, her only experiences on her job application was fucking working at the max and scheming with Zach, which I'm sure was a line in there. Also, I was a high school cheerleader. Put me in your ER floor. Is this a research university? Also, like, do they actually have a hospital, I'm assuming? I was on the waiting list to get into this university to begin with. I didn't even make it in on my own. I, I got in because somebody else left. You'll do. Stamp. You got the job. Now, she's like, she's basically a nurse. Yeah. But she also has to file lots of paperwork. Mm-hmm. Again, pre-internet um, world. Mm-hmm. Sadly, oddly. It's neat to see that. And a lot of other just random stuff. And actually help. Yeah. In the middle of either surgery. And you said put pressure at this point. That woman says the most ridiculous bullshit. She says, Kelly, I need you to hold this pressure point. Yes. What do you mean by hold that pressure point while I shoot him with adrenaline? Is that a thing? Because that sounds like the most like bullshit, random, like four and two craziness. Yeah. Like, at that point, I thought, is this a doctor's facility? <laughs> like, or is this all snakes and rainbows bullshit? Oh, Somebody's got some talking snakes and rainbows. Zach can't handle it. Zach faints in the most hilarious faint of the show where he falls back and then his feet come up on camera. Yeah. And that and that's where it starts, I guess. That's when we start standing on the edge of tomorrow. That's where we're standing on the edge of tomorrow. <laughs> we should start. Can we please start the segment from now on is where we're standing <laughs> on this edge of tomorrow, <laughs> on this precipice that is tomorrow. There's, this is kind of random. I did say this in the news section, but um, there is a magazine, and apparently this is becoming common in, I guess, the vernacular, that you know how we have Generation X and Y and Generation Z, which I don't even know what the fuck that's supposed to be. Um, the new generation is called Generation Extinction, which I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? Let's hope that just kind of that kind of comes up and leaves. Like, I don't know if that's Why supposed to be like an that? ironic statement. I don't know. I guess it's because we've got global warming and the whole world's falling apart and fuck, everything's screwed, which... Valid points, but yeah, but don't rub it like that. That's There's still some more generation sarcasm. Yeah. yeah, like is the next generation? Well, after generation extinction, it was generation rebirth. Like at this point, let's just stop naming generations. Yeah. But anyway, 
all that to be said. Standing on the edge of tomorrow. Next we have um, Alex has gotten a new job. Oh yes, at Skeeters. And Which, they're trying, and Leslie Romney and Kelly are like, "Whoa, you don't want to do minute. that. You don't want to work there. That meat market. Mm-hmm. Who would who would ever want to go there?" Door flies open. Uh, all the boys, we got the whole crew: Slater, Zach, Screech. We're only missing the wall. Um, they're all cheering. Skeeters, Skeeters, Skeeters. <laughs> Have you ever had a restaurant that you enjoyed so much that when you came home you were cheering the restaurant? <laughs> I can't think of a single place. Mm. I, I have like tweeted about certain restaurants, like Metropole downtown is a wonderful experience. But if you ever came with the Metropole, Metropole, no, no. And we had some good times there. Definitely. There's some awesome places in OTR. I'm like mm-hmm. sweet, but I don't yeah. leave cheering. If they had a bell when you exit, which is kind of weird that I've seen that in restaurants before, you're not gonna ring it because that's weird. Yeah. It's all food. You don't cheer that. Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Ben Franklin. <laughs> yeah, I just, maybe we should try it. Maybe uh, next time we go we'll out to do eat, it. Brad, we should throw our hands up in victory pose and be like, we fucking did it. That's what we're going to do. Fucking magical. Yes. Yes. Start crying, <gasps> hugging our waiter. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. <laughs> we did it. We're heroes. We're heroes. <laughs> Unlike my cousin, who's not a hero. What? Don't worry about it, Brad. He's in the military. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fine. But I thought they but were we heroes. Did. Oh, we, you, but you're heroes? Yeah, we're heroes. <laughs> I love your arbitrary list. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're here. Like, anytime heroes is mentioned. Oh, yeah, I put my hands on a victory post. It does make you feel good. It does make you feel good. Physically, it makes you feel good. Yes. So, the guys run in cheering the restaurant. The girls, Leslie Romney's like, oh, of course. Of course. Callie's like, whatever. But I'm kind of interested. Like, I remember when people used to cheer me at the max. I'm like, what? Oh. But, so, Alex takes it over to Slater. Alex and Slater are dating now. They're a couple. It's official. They keep bringing it up sometimes. It's random. They don't act like a couple that often, but it happens. Well, you know. So, she goes over to Slater and says, do you really have fun at that meat market? And he's like, girl, come on, baby. That's not a meat market. It's more of like a meat bistro or like a high-end meat like, they're really pioneering food there, I think. It's a good, swanky place. Yeah. She says, great, because I just got a job at Skeeter's. Slater immediately does a double take. You're going to work in that? What? What? That fucking meat market? You said it was a bistro. Ah, gotcha. Careful what webs you weave, ladies and gentlemen. It might get back at you. This is gross. It is gross. It's the grossest. It's pretty gross. <laughs> because not only is there, like... Like the weird sexism of just whatever, but the fact that there's now there's this weird jealousy thing going on. Well, even like Slater takes it to Alex and says, "You're not jealous, are you?" Them hanging out with all those girls, and she's like, "No, I'm not jealous at all." By the way, I'm working at Skeeters. You're not gonna be jealous, right? Like there's that weird turnaround, which yeah. I think is interesting. But then, of course, when we're actually at the restaurant, Slater is kind of like. Fucking those... Who are those guys that she's waiting on? That's so awful. Yeah, that's gross and like, weird. Like, can't do that. That's weird. I also want to comment on the fact that this whole weird thing that I've seen on multiple television shows about um, the Skeeters of the world, like mm-hmm. the real places like Hooters or wherever the other restaurants are, where um, I guess they take waitresses or waiters and like put them in like a certain type of outfit or something. That seems to be... I, I know of at least two or three other television shows where they explore that as like a, a sitcom theme, mm-hmm. which I... 
it seems tired and weird. Like, yeah. And there's always a character that gets like involved in it. Like, oh, this girl really likes me, and they they have to like bring them to reality. Like, no, dude, they, they're getting paid for that. Yeah. Why do we have that? To me, that whole premise is gross. That but is bizarre. I don't understand why that evolved or why we have that. But fair enough. I, like, I don't it's... know if it's the male gaze. Like, <sighs> guys are writing this, and like, oh, I've had friends that do this. I need to write this and let people know. Like, fuck that. Fuck yeah. that. And uh, well, just and like the fact that. Every time you have like a Hooters or something like that, it's always like, oh, like, it's always like, I, I can't believe she would work there. I can't believe you would do that. It's a restaurant. Like, yeah. What the fuck does it matter? Dude, I, that can be said for so many. And especially on the Saved by the Bell version, because it's not even like, they're not even scantily clad. They're wearing very nice black dresses. Yeah. Tight fitting. They look good. It's more like upscale. Yeah. It's more like an upscale restaurant, but just only douchey bros go to it. It's a very weird. Well, the whole like aesthetic of the restaurant is a super upgrade from the Max. Like yes. we're on Max Plus because yeah. it looks swanky. Like it looks like this could be a fun restaurant. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's weird. Also, um, Alice, can, we forgot to mention the coolest thing about there. Um, you can watch sports there on their 32 inch <laughs> screens. Zach, what do you like about that place? It's a sports bar. They got 32 inch. They got 30. I think this is 38 inch. Still, teenser little screens. Teenser, teenser little TVs. They got those new 38 inch vacuum tube television. Oh, oh dude. Uh, what are you talking about? They're gonna come into 2013 and be like, "What is up with your tiny television? Why are those people dressed up like fucking car- cartoon characters?" Okay, look, things have changed since in those years. We got tiny televisions. There's something called cosplay around. Just relax. I'm assuming it's much like coming out of North Korea. Just saying. Bonkers. It is bonks. But that was hilarious. I mean, Brad yeah. laughed, like, couldn't stop laughing. Because you're all about, like, your entertainment units and stuff. Like, you're like, <laughs> 38. Like, he's, they're so excited. Like, I can't believe they got 38-inch screens. Yes, are you kidding me? I'll be there. It's huge. Is it? It's like I'm there. Is it? Dude. Is it? Is it high enough? No? You it's the it. highest def. It's in standard def. None of that weird letterbox bullshit. It's got a full screen. Guys. I love looking at antiquated tech. Like, it's so good. So, they, so all this craziness is happening. Yeah. Uh, we're going to the private skeeters properly in a second. Because the boys are in the frolic room. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what they call their room, by the way, in case you haven't noticed that. Um, and then who, who busts in? Um, What's this chat? There's there's a guy coming in. It's the wall of acting. Oh hi Mike. So Mike has had an offer. Um, apparently some people have been hurt playing football in the big games, and they're talking about maybe putting him back on the team. Forty ers are desperate. Forty ers they've they had are some super desperate. They've had some people hurt, so they want to give him a chance. They're gonna let him uh, try out for the team again. So they're like, oh, Mike, you should do that. And then they, they spend an awfully long time trying to convince Mike. I mean, they're just, like, massaging his ego, but Mike is kind of but it's like, facilitating what? it, yeah. and it's weird. It's like this weird, passive-aggressive sort of, oh, so, hey, guys, I just want to tell you, um, I got an offer to, to join the 49ers. Oh, wow, that's great, you should do it. Ah, oh, you think so? Nah, I couldn't do that. That's the equivalent of you going up to your friend and saying, hey, I was given a job offer. Nah, I don't know about that, you know. And then waiting for them to kind of, like, push you. I don't know if I'm good enough for it. <laughs> and all honestly, they should have been like, well, of course not, Mike. You're old, dude. I got this offer to, to be a model in a, in a fashion show. I just don't know if I'm pretty enough for it. You really got an offer? Well, that's, uh, hmm, unfortunate. You that should what? probably not try out, and uh, then just because they probably made a mistake. Was it like that Lululemon lighting? Like, they couldn't really see what, what was up? What? Like... Oh. I mean, lighting will play tricks on you. Oh, I thought yeah. I thought you couldn't see these pants, and now look at them. 
everything. Yeah, you should probably probably soft pedal that. I'm just I'm gonna go cry. And in an episode where Zach will ultimately confront Kelly about some harsh realities, yeah, they don't confront yeah Mike about it. So they're like, oh, Mike's finally like, well, all right, you guys are talking me into it. Hey. 5 a.m. tomorrow, you can help me train. Oh, damn. Well, he got to. He's our RA. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Indentured servants. So that's all settled. I mean, right. that, that's going to happen. They're, okay, whatever. So there's also a scene where Kelly is struggling with some basic science stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Periodic taking, table. Yeah, chemistry stuff. She takes it to Zach. Hey, Zach, what are the... What are the abbreviations for these elements? I don't Alex, know. Just, Alex just threw his sunglasses that he had been occasionally wearing inside this dark room. Yeah, well, I put them on top of my head. Who knows when we need to go out? Or when these windows might open randomly. Right. Who knows? Right. Um, so she asks Zach, what are the labels on periodic table? And he has them immediately. Right. How do you know that? Well, I, I equate certain elements of periodic table to women I've dated or am presently dating. But there's like over 100 element, Kelly. <laughs> Trust. I'm good at chemistry. Or like again the ah, 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 oh, screaming. I'm on fire. <laughs> yeah. So Kelly's like, okay, all right. Um. So Kelly then confides in her friend. Hey, you know, I this is gonna sound weird, but I've been working at the. Uh, I've been working as a stand-in nurse practitioner at the uh, local clinic. I mean, you know, the university clinic. And I think I might go into pre-med. <laughs> I will give this to Zach. As much, I mean, me and Brad laughed immediately. Right. Like me and Brad couldn't contain laughter. Right. But Zach holds his own. He like, I, I could have sworn he just looked at the camera and then looked back at her like with his god powers. Like, oh boy. Oh boy. Kelly. No. <laughs> Kelly, I, I get it, but, I mean, you can't even remember the elements of the periodic table. And Medical gonna, school takes like 10 years. It's That's a big commitment. I mean, you just started this. I mean, maybe I, it's great that you love it, but I don't know if you have to be like a proper doctor. Like, that's a long time. Oh. Most reasonable statement oh. you could ever make. Total truth, by the yeah. way. I mean, Kelly can't. I mean, she maybe shouldn't be a doctor. Yeah. Which also brings up a larger question that I've always found on, on the university level. Maybe you should tell certain people that they maybe don't have the talent or the proficiency to do certain things. Yeah. Because there are so many people that I went through, like, graphic design school with, and this is graphic design, for crying out loud, mm-hmm. that it got to a certain point where you realize this person just doesn't get this. Yeah. They probably should change majors. Some of them didn't. Some of them graduated. Don't practice graphic design right now. Yeah. Um, and But that happens across the whole field, like especially theater, for fucking sakes. How many people, how many of those girls thought they were singers that could oh, not fuck. sing? Or even actors. Selfing. <laughs> it's Superman. Like... Oh my god. Yeah, it's like... Mm-mm. Bitch, stop standing on that chair and singing Santa Fe because you sound like you're dying. You sound like you're being killed by murder. <laughs> I have what it takes to win. I'm gonna go at it until I'm a star. No, you're not. Guys. Even the talented people here, are, it's a hard fucking road. Even the really talented people, it's really hard. You are a rancid piece of shit that cannot sing, and you think you're a singer. You're not a singer. You're going to work for the TSA. Oh, shit. That's who you were singing that song. Yeah. I knew you were referencing someone for real. I yeah. didn't go into that. But, but Specifics. It, I mean, come on, guys. 
Like, they need to sit down an actor anytime they go into the theater and be like, what are your aspirations for acting? Do you want to do this professionally? Or do you want to do this just for fun? As a hobby, when you get out and want to do something else, you should double major in a business degree or something yeah. or some sort of practical major, but still do theater if you like it. Because you have to be super attractive and super talented just to get your foot in the fucking door for most of these acting jobs. Yeah. Or you have to have a certain kind of quirk or like a really good character actor. Like, you have to have something. Yeah. Because actors are a dime a fucking dozen and yeah. they're all gorgeous and super qualified. Yeah. Same thing, you could take that and put it into any field. Mm -hmm. There are tons of business majors that are great, that are going to be great at whatever, accountants. They're a dime a dozen. Everyone is a dime a dozen. Now, certain things like accountants, everyone needs those. There's a thing that, that's a, a role that needs to be filled. Supply and demand. Yeah. We need to have people talk about this. Yeah. And now, there's a lot of need for doctors, like real good doctors. Mm -hmm. But great doctors, Kelly. And you barely know the periodic table, yeah. and you're struggling in chem one on your first semester. You should have wanted to be a doctor like years ago. Yeah. Maybe try something else. Maybe, or maybe go into nursing or something. Like, you still have to be really bright to do that. But, I mean, it's not like doctor level. Yeah. Maybe that's accessible for you. It's, I mean. What, maybe physical therapy? That's something that could help. Why not do uh, that? But I mean, props to Zach for actually sitting down with her because Mike, he's like, fuck, our RA is doing this. Well, I guess we got to help him. Yeah. I mean, it's Mike for crying out loud. He's sad. It's pathetic. It's but so Kelly sad. is someone Zach cares about, obviously. Right. It's a friend, a close friend who may ultimately be the one. Who knows? Mm. We don't know that. We don't have those answers yet. We don't know yet. At this time, in the 90s, we don't have those we answers. We don't have those answers yet. There's at least 10 more episodes in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> So, applaud Zach. Great job. Sure. People should be more honest with people, especially the people that they love and care about. Sorry, nine more episodes in a movie. <laughs> in less time. Less, less, less. They'll figure it out. They'll Let's get to figure it out. They'll figure it out. They'll figure out their life. So, Kelly's taken it back. I, Fuck, I wanted to be a doctor. She's like, you're a college freshman. Like, I... First off, don't let someone else tell you you can or can't do something. Right. But uh, but again, in the practicality of life, I mean, don't not try. I mean, give it a try sure. if you really want to be a doctor. Sure. But realize at a certain point where like, well, maybe I just can't do this. There's yeah. nothing wrong with saying you can't do something when you start it and then going back. Yeah. Especially at this age. I mean, take a risk for crying out loud. Yeah. But And it's Zach for I mean, Zach. So Kelly immediately, because she's very gullible and very impressionable. Fuck it, I just gotta go back. I just gotta go back to uh, waiting tables. Is that what I did? Was it that or hooking? I can't remember. Hmm. We'll imply both, but eh. so she's gonna get a job at Skeeters. Hello, welcome to Skeeters. How many people you need at a table? How many bros are gonna fit on a table? <laughs> Skeeters is crazy. I mean, we talked about the environment, mm -hmm. but. So, there at Skeeter's, Alex is having a tough time because these guys are just hitting on her. Yeah, it's just gross dudes there. Like, yeah, it's they're, all gross. They're, not, they're dressed in, like, very nice dresses. Nothing even somewhat quasi-revealing. Heather's outfit going to the military school was much more, um, much, much more scandalous oh, yeah. than what these girls are wearing. I will say that these are tastefully really tight on them. Like, it definitely, but they're black. I mean, it's a classic little black dress that, like... Now, most people should probably have in their arsenal if you're into dresses. Um, but there's a whole thing where Alex is talking to the girl who works there, and I cannot remember her name. But she's the one that basically strings Screech along. But Are, not really. She's the, just she's the one that, that Screech has decided is in love with. Yeah, but I can't remember her name. But just random Skeeter's girl. Yeah. So she's telling Alex, like, here's some tips. What is it called? Like the Skeeter's dip or something? Or yeah. the Skeeter's bend? Where guys will casually accidentally drop something on the floor. Like, oh no, did my cup fall on the ground? Pick it up. And if, if you're a lady, you'll, you know, bend at your knees and, you know, get down and pick it up. But if you're a Skeeter's girl, you'll find another way. If you want to make, the, you want to make real money, I guess. Like, 
Hmm. Fair enough. This is gross and weird. Like, why did why would an institution like this exist? I, this is like fucking gross. But I mean, it really just goes back to like this is a normal restaurant. There's just they douchey clientele. Yeah. It's all the dudes that are the problem. Yeah, they've made Skeeters what it is. Like, and again, we just look at this whole episode where they're like, oh, you shouldn't work there. You shouldn't be one of those girls. But it's a perfectly normal place except for the dudes. Like, this is like the most purest explanation of sexism there is. This is a completely it's... normal job, completely normal outfits, a normal restaurant, except dudes. Except gross bro dudes. Yeah. So Alex is having a little frustrations with this. Slater's being all jealous and like very clingy and very Ugh. controlling. And Alex is like, that. fuck you, dude. I'm doing my job. The worst. And guys are hitting on her, but not really. I mean, it's all a kind of like playful bro stuff that's and they gross. All, they but... all weirdly laugh after everything they say, Yeah, which is bizarre. Hey, you can order an appetizer? I don't know. Am I? <laughs> I'd like to get you for an appetizer. <laughs> <laughs> can I get some more Fresca? <laughs> yeah, and Fresca is pimped at every freaking turn on here. I uh, Yeah. S- uh, Screech is ordering rounds of Fresca for the whole restaurant. Everyone gets a new Fresca. I found love. Screech. Ugh. So there's that. And Zach notices a girl from across the room. Um, we know she's a Skeeter girl because she's wearing the black dress, but I would like to think that Zach just sees a pretty girl in a black dress and goes up to talk to her. So he's like, whoa, who is that? Guys, I, hold up. I, I'll be back. He throws some weird come on line? It's, yeah, this is his come on line. It's his come on line. Uh, turn, the girl turns around. It's Kelly. Yeah. Zach is taken aback and aghast. Yeah. But she's like, I can't believe you would use that come on line on me. What is a come on line? A come on line. You mean a pickup line? I guess it was different. A different time. In Skeeters, we do things a little differently. We have come on lines. <laughs> What's your mind mind for something a little hey, bit more? Zach. <laughs> hey, waitress. Check this out. <laughs> oh. Oh, no. I do love what he says to Kelly. It's it's something that's just super like Wow, with a body like that, that should you should be it should be illegal to wear a dress like that. But if you turn around and with walk a, real slowly, yeah, I'll let you off. I'll let you off with a misdemeanor or something like I that. Or like it was a, the a longest. Ticket. It was the yeah. Longest. It was longest. Oddly flattering ish, but also very sexist. And she turns around like a like Zach, and Zach's like, "Whoa, whoa, <laughs> Kelly, is that you? Damn girl." Um, there's also a comment that Zach makes. That's something about, like, I didn't know Alex had legs like that. Slater's like, hey, that's my fucking girlfriend. She doesn't have legs. And everyone Ugh. laughs uncomfortably in the audience. It's like, so this awful. is an odd part of sexism. Ugh. So the guys are the worst. They're broing out, doing their thing. Kelly's got a job because she realizes I'll never be a doctor. And she's making mad money in tips. Yeah. And Skeeters. So Leslie Romney takes it to her when she comes back from work and making mad money. Like, mm-hmm. Kelly, you're better than this. And Kelly just lays into Leslie Ryan like, bitch, you don't work. What you don't, know, fuck what the, do you you don't know? know what struggles I go through trying to make ends meet and my passions versus the reality of having to make money. Yeah, like, Bravo, well done. Kelly. Leslie Romney is shocked. First off, that someone with such a common class would talk mm-hmm. back to her in such a way. How dare it. Um, but also because there's some truth ringing in that. Like yeah. She's like, well, I've I, I made money. Uh, my father bought me some stocks. And they went up. Oh, you fucking bet. Oh, yeah. That's so tough for you. Oh. Must have been, like, on the edge of your seat waiting to see if that went up or down. Fuck you, Leslie Romney. How about you put your money where that fucking big mouth is? Why don't you go pick up my shifts at the student health center? Done. I'll show you. 
Can't do it. Leslie can't couldn't do it. do it at all. Can't do it. First off, why are there like giant columns of fucking paperwork everywhere across the everywhere. desk? Everywhere. It's ridiculous. Again, pre-internet age. Fuck the Dewey Decimal System. Yes. So she swamped in that. The doctor comes in. Again, resident doctor. Mm. Hey, um, I hope this isn't overwhelming you, temporary person. Oh, no, this is fine. Sweet, because you got to go into the bedpans on the third floor. This is a multi-floored hospital? Like- what is going on? It's the student health center. Student health center. You hand out, col- you hand out condoms, maybe an aspirin if you're lucky, and <laughs> refer to people to actual doctors. That is a student health center. Maybe, possibly, once a week has some first aid. Yeah. Um, speaking of first aid, Zach comes in with either boner rage or, like, his crotch is also... He may be riding horses or something. Something's happening. Before that, there was a really weird montage where they helped, of course, the Oof. wall of acting. We don't even have to delve into that too much. They helped wall of acting train. It was a lot of, like, top, like jump, jumping on top of each other. Screech giving him a talking to with a coach hat on. Then doing basic football stuff. They pour Gatorade on Screech. It's awful. Yeah, it's very weird. I think they kiss at one point. Like, it's a very broy, very, again... Kind of homoerotic in many respects. At some point, for some reason, Wall of Acting has on some really short shorts. Ugh. But it's like... In a wrong. Who loses ultimately on Fashion Forward in this episode is fucking Mike. Mm. Even though Zach does pull off that weird turtleneck slash shirt around the belt, oh. still a belt, weird jeans. Mike is wearing the weirdest workout outfit. Ugh. Short shorts, Ugh. kind of a cutoff, but it's all sweatshirt stuff. Yeah. Like I have sweatpants cut up to like... Ugh. Like booty shorts for a dude, and that's weird. It's wrong. And then he has all this wrong, weird, and he's just like, Ugh, Mike. Plus, he's sweating uh, right on his pectoral muscles, and then like around his navel, yeah. and only specifically in those areas. Yeah, it's very strange. That is gross. It is and weird, considering the fact that that's probably fake sweat too. Yeah, it's even stranger. Here, here, Mike. Put on where you think sweat should go. <laughs> Here's a square of sweat. Here's another square of sweat. Here's one of my navel. All right. All right. That's kind of. Oh, Bizarre. Right. So yeah, so Zach um, goes to <laughs> I even, action, like and just toppling onto Zach and Slater, just like in the middle of scenes, like oh, uh, all right. So button heads with all those young men. A lot of weird talk too. Oh. I hate to bring that up right at this moment, but it's weird. Like yeah, it's always cool, to, you know, to bump heads with those twenty-year-olds. What are you? What are you really doing, Mike? Like oh. what is the real? Why are you putting? I got I got to try out for the 49ers again in quotation marks. Pinning and creaming. Pinning. Uh. Pinning, pinning, creaming, and come on lines. My favorite part in the whole montage is when uh, Mike cues up for the whole like line of scrimmage, which you know what's up with sports. Brands. Oh, I knew all about the scrimmage. So he lines up on the def- the offensive line. Um, mm. And he looks at Slater, and we get like a close, and he's like, like he's growling, and Slater's like, oh boy, like he looks, the, he looks off, like, oh, I'm in trouble, and of course, I mean, pinned and cream, so pinned and creamed, yeah. So all that to say, Zach comes in after this workout session again, either has boner rage because he needs a condom for the fucking something is wrong. Like we're all confused as what's happening because Zach is <laughs> is walking weird, and he's kind of holding his he's he's kind of holding his leg. Yeah, and Leslie says, well, let me see it, and he's like, no, I need a male doctor, and plus you're a fucking like. Yeah. You're a student. You're, you're a freshman. <laughs> you're like, not Dr. Not Kelly. Happen. Who is this? Yeah. I thought Kelly would be here. Oh, no. Kelly gave up on her life dream and goal because of you, Zach. <laughs> what? <laughs> Cue Kelly walking in. I'm quitting my job here at the health center because I'm making bank at Skeeters. Turns out I'm really good at flirting with guys. Zach's like, I can't let this happen because I'm a weird p- possessive douche. It's also his fault-ish. Kind of. But not really. By being honest. All right, so there's that. Yeah. There's, like, the whole group table thing where Kelly rolls in, like, flaunting her money. Like, look at this new jacket I bought. Alex quits Skeeters. Oh, yeah. 
And Leslie's still trying to fill in. Like, I at least give Romney that. Mm-hmm. Like, she's at least trying. Um, and Kelly's throwing him money. Like, hey, you know, let's go out and have fun with all this money I got. And they're like, guys, we got to study. We'll go to the movies on me. I don't know. We gotta we gotta go to school because we're in college. Well, Zach, you know how to have fun, right? I gotta. I, I, I got chemistry, Doug. Like we're in college. Yeah, I got a chemistry test, and I also have to go check up on <laughs> my girls on my periodic table. I call them my periodic table of elements. <laughs> P.S. Kelly, um, you realize like, like you can't be like a waitress at a shitty restaurant forever. Yeah. Especially like one that's supposed to be all about making you slutty because you're gonna get old and you don't look that good when you get older. Trust. <laughs> She looked attractive for a while. For a while. But she, I mean, they're old, old now. Yeah. Like, they're adult adults. Right. Just saying. (laughs) But we can peer through that. (laughs) We we, we have through the annuals of time right now. Like, this is basically time travel. Like, let me go back and tell you, don't be a waitress, because it's not going to last. It's not going to last. It's not going to last. You're going to look like somebody's mom. A hot mom, but whatever. Eh, Uh, Mediocre mom. Yeah, you know. Means mom, but... So Kelly has a crisis in her mind. She's like, well, I don't know about this. Um, Screech is at Skeeter's 24-7 trying to hook up with this girl. He's going to ask her out on a date, and then he overhears her using the same pet names that she uses for him for another yeah. dude, and then Zach lays it on the line, dude, look, these bitches don't care about you. Wasn't this a South Park episode where Butters really falls was. in love with the girl? Well, that was one of the episodes I, yeah. I, I again, and I want to say I've seen it on other television I'm shows. I'm sure, yeah. Um, in the 80s, so it's neat to see, well, it's not neat, it's kind of gross that this kind of pervades and like, at least pop culture, but whatever the fuck. So Screech realizes, you know, you're right, I should definitely not try to find romance at a restaurant. Fair enough, whatever mm-hmm. the fuck. Um... I can't remember what exchange that Zach and Kelly have, but they do have another late-night exchange at this place before they're quitting. Long story short on that front, um, Kelly quits Skeeters and decides, you know what, I'm going to buckle down on those books. Oh, yeah, Zach gives her her test that she took, and she didn't know if she passed or failed her chem test. So he's like, hey, the the prof said, give this to Kelly. I know you're close with her. Um, I've heard she's fallen hard times working at Skeets. Um, They call it Skeets, by the way, and they're like in in between. like They can't be bothered to say Skeeter, so they say Skeet. Um, which also kind of played, whatever, it doesn't matter. True. Hey, give this to Kelly. I hear she's been hooking at Skeets. Um, let her know that it's not the end of the world. First, I, can we just have a thing that a professor gave someone else a paper to give to, like... It was folded. I almost called you Zach. Is that weird? I almost said it was folded, Zach. I'm Zach. I'm, I'm a little too involved in Save the Bell right now, guys. Hey, I apologize. Cool. You, um, you see the world through a lens of Save by the Bell. It's just, I'm really invested in these characters now. I've been talking about them for a while. I don't want them to make the bad mistakes. I was going to call you a Save by the Bell, but I was like, I can't. There's like, You don't want to be any of those guys. I, no one wants Zach to be is the a, only dude Zach anybody is the wants best to be. One. Yeah. It's like, hey, Slater. Oh, that's. Hey, Chicano Slater. <laughs> hey, Chicano. Check out this Chicano. Hey, Screech. Hey, Mike. Mm, nah. Hey, Chancellor. <laughs> I'd rather be the Chancellor yes. or that other professor. Like, whatever. Hey, Bugs Bunny professor. <laughs> you mean Robin Williams professor. Like, let's Oof. let's be honest on that one. Um, But yeah, so he gives her the paper and she's like, oh, I don't even care. I probably failed it. How do you not know if you <laughs> passed or failed the test? There are some tests where you take essays and it's very arbitrary on whether you pass or fail. But a chem test? You know whether you passed yeah. or failed that. She opens it. She's got an A. Yeah. That's the thing, though. Like, if she had a C, that would make sense. I'm sure. If I passed or failed it. But a fucking A? You nailed that thing. How yeah. did you not know? Did you just guess really luckily? Scantron. It's it's a double-edged sword. I guess. She filled him in right. In actuality, Zach just, like, erased his name and put her name oh, in his paper. Oh, of course. Zach is trying to put right what he said wrong. Oh. So... 
As a god, he can do that. I guess. So this changes Kelly's worldview. Maybe I can be a doctor. Or something. Or something. <laughs> I don't have to use my looks. My temporary looks Damn. to... Well, I mean, don't. You can be a receptionist. What about that? Make some, make some pocket change while you're on the way to something better. You could work in insurance. Huh. Well, there's like a whole... Like, there's a myriad of jobs that Kelly could do. Well, I wouldn't say a myriad. I would just say there's quite a few. None that involve chemistry, <laughs> but, you know, a few. You know... You know. I made an A on this test, freshman chemistry, like low-end stuff. But anyway, quits Skeeters, goes, gets her. Leslie Romney is, thank you so much for coming oh, back, Kelly. Oh. I fuck. If I had to clean another bedpan, I don't know what mom and dad would say. I just don't like this working thing. Mm, gross. It's just, I, I come home and I feel weird. Like I'm, it's kind of like I'm tired and I, I'm not sleepy though. Like it's not... Uh, Leslie Romney, you haven't worked a fucking day in your life. Shut up. Oh, I hate her. I hate her so much. Kelly gets your job back. Um, Leslie Romney learns a lesson. Everyone kind of learns a lesson. Mm -hmm. um, Mike makes the team. Yeah. Too good for it now. Don't like, care. Listen, I just I want to focus on my studies. I just wanted to prove to myself that I could still do it. Gross. You mean you wasted our time helping train you? Yeah. So for you to just give up on a second chance at your dream, the one thing oh. you were good at? Yeah. Hey, thanks, kids. I appreciate it. All right, Mike, I mean, be yourself. He leaves there, because again, he busted into the frolic room. Right. Leaves the frolic room, Screech is waiting there, and um, Mike collapses into Screech arms. Like, he just, yeah. like, falls into him, and it's like, oh, Screech, thank you so much. And Screech is like, it's okay, Mike. Don't tell anybody about this. Uh, their relationship? I can't, be I can't like, believe I thought I would play football again. Yeah, like, Ugh. I can't believe I was busting heads, quotation marks, with those 20-year-olds, wink. On the field, double wink, quotation marks. I don't, I don't know. I, it's all cloak yeah. bullshit. So he takes him to the, the hospital. The, the hospital. <laughs> the medical center hospital. The medical center slash hospital. So many things are encapsulated in this place. Then we have a scene with Kelly and Zach where Kelly says, I'm not working at Skeeters no more. Skeets. Zach. Um, this is also a scene myself. where it is a fashion battle for the bottom of the barrel. Fuck. I don't know what Leslie Romney wears half during this episode. At mm. one point, they're cooking, and she has on an apron, and then, like, this weird, like, huge sheep. Yeah. And she's wearing a sheep. She's, she's wearing wool. She's, yeah. But, like, untreated wool. Like... Yeah. She, she, she's a barbarian. Like, she's a... I don't know what the fuck She's she a Romney in sheep's clothing. Yeah. Romney in sheep's clothing. I don't know why. Um, but Kelly, fuck you in that fucking heart belt, yeah. kid. Stop. Well, also, Zach with his mock turtleneck and his... his I don't his, understand that his, outfit his, at all. His red flannel shirt tied around his weird jeans... Super brown belt, weird jeans. Um, Alex again, fucking on point throughout yes, most of this is. episode. Looks great in that black dress. Looks fucking good in that red dress. Like that's yes. she's looking really good in that red dress. Look good in pajamas. Look good in those PJs. Alex, she looks is great. She's doing our name right. Yeah. And by that, I speak to all other Alexes in the world. She's doing it. Everyone else, weak shawls. Yeah. Soups. Kelly says, Zach, I'm gonna make something out of myself. Don't worry about it. And Zach's like, all right. Fair enough. It's fair enough. <laughs> Good luck. Um, I don't remember exactly what happened. I mean, that's the paraphrasing. Mm -hmm. I know there was more kind of hints and subtle things. And she's like, I I did realize... She says something about, again, they're playing with the whole chemistry thing. Mm -hmm. um, they kind of flirt-ish. And yeah. then she, like, kisses him, open mouth, straight on the lips. And then they leave together. Right. So I'm assuming that it's implied. But they before that... She says something like, Zach, I really appreciate you trying to, like, help me to realize that I'm gullible and that I take a lot of people's... I, I, I run I, I, I run really far with just random things people tell me. So when someone says, you work at the health center, I'll do that. Or you should be, you know, at Skeeters. You look like a Skeets girl. And I do it. 
thank you for being a true friend. And he's like, that's what a true friend is for, you know? I, I care about you, Kelly. And she's like, thanks. Blah, blah, make out session for like a brief second, and then they leave together. What is their relationship? Are they still in that open relationship? Like, what's happening? Uh, well, Alex... I love that they're going back to it, because I really do love that about Kelly. Nine ups in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we know this. I'm just saying in the context of this show, we don't they're know what's going on. Freshman. <laughs> oh, it's bizarre. You think they would learn their lesson, though? You, you know, think? maybe I won't be a doctor, but, you know, I surely shouldn't be in this... Like, but I think what Zach has really learned is that Kelly is really impressionable and will do whatever he says. At one point, she says something to Zach about, like, not being her father or, like... It doesn't matter what he thinks. Bitch, you came to college for Zach. Yeah. That was the major plot point of one of the first two episodes. Yeah. You came to college for him, and then once you decided to be a doctor and he says he didn't think you could do it, you decided not to. So, I think kind of you, yeah. Yeah. What he says is like, whatever you do. <laughs> like, it's like, I dream of genie shit going on. <laughs> wow. Brad, again, who won and who lost this? Oh. You know... If Kelly hadn't been the worst, um, just calling out, just for calling out Leslie Romney for not having ever worked, she would have won. Oh yeah, but well, that too point bad. She wins, but, yeah, but too bad, she was the worst. Um, Slater loses for being sexist and weird. Mm -hmm. Also, all the boys lose, I think, because Screech, fucking Screech, Zach, fuck you, dude. In this again, being weird and sexist a lot. Yeah. Um, and of course, I mean, and they all had to help Mike, who's right. not winning at anything. So it's Alex again by default. So I think Alex wins by default. She made a bunch of money at Skeeters. She looked awesome. She stood up against sexism and was mm -hmm. like, fuck you, dudes. I'm not going to like do the Skeeter bend for you, yeah. you bros. I like it. I think, yeah, Alex wins. Hands Who down. lost? Now that is a big, that's a serious Ooh, question. Let's delve in. I think Kelly is an ultimate loser because mm -hmm. she's so impressionable. Yeah. Zach can't lose because he's a god. I mean, Zach, I mean, winning and losing with him doesn't really matter. Right. Um, Leslie Romney, though, got put in her place, mm -hmm. had to find out what work was. Yeah. And she may have grown as a person. So I don't know if that's losing so much as that may be a, a, a cloaked winning, but mm. it may mean that she didn't lose as much. But she True. definitely had to change bedpans, and we all know that must have been a nightmare for her. Yeah. Um, Mike, at least in his own eyes, has like convinced Zach and Slater that he could still be a football player. Yeah, he's playing those games of being cool. So, like, he's I mean, physically as, as lame as that is. Yeah. He's in his, like, in his little world. I think that's still enough for him yeah. not to lose. And he may or may not have actually been invited back to the 49ers. Yeah. That may have all been a clever ruse. Like, who knows if that was actually real. Um, there was enough montage in it um, mm -hmm. that makes me think that it might have been true in the story. But at the same time, let's yeah. just say, take it at face value, he, he turned down the 49ers win in a general. Like well, he, but he turned it down because he's not physically able to do oh, it. Oh, yeah, he yeah. turned it down because we yeah. don't know that and they don't know that. Right. But... But he was offered. That's all. That right. Matters. Screech was the worst. Um, but I don't think he loses as much as Kelly does because Kelly was just poor pathetic. Kelly. Poor Kelly. She does look good a lot in this episode, though. She except does. when she's wearing that heart belt buckle. Except that heart belt buckle. She's That's... a really attractive girl. For now. <laughs> oh, how things will change swiftly. So there's. That's the end of the middle of college years. I mean, I think Kelly we... lost. Kelly we lost, agree on dude. That? Yeah. Okay. Do we agree on that? Of course we I agree didn't know. on that. I, we didn't get a final statement. So all right, Alex won. Kelly lost again. <laughs> We should go back and keep track of who wins. We, do, we need to go back and double tap. We need to find out who's an overall winner of every. I think Alex has won show. quite. Uh, oh yeah, she's definitely in the running. But whenever yeah. we have to stop Saved by the Bell, we should go back. All right, now who who won Saved by the Bell in general? Mm. It's Alex. Maybe give them a maybe give her a Ramjack award, like mail her a Ramjack that actress yes. a Ramjack award. I like it. Good plan. That could be cool. 
Guys, thank you so much for listening to Ramjack. Indeed. We did it again together. We're heroes! Heroes! Yes. And that goes for you too, listeners. I don't don't think it doesn't. Um, there are a variety of ways you can contact us, and we would fucking love for you to contact us. Please. Just let us know how your life is. What, what is happening? What are your ideas? What are your insights? What are you concerned about? Ramjack's here for you. We are here. Um, one of our favorite methods is the voicemail. Brad, give them the number. It's 206-339-5894. Put it in your phone. Just call us randomly. We don't care. Oh, we got some voicemails. We do. No, I don't want to fuck the podcast. I just want to fill its face with cream. Shut up, John. <laughs> Thoughts, feelings, Brad? Uh, fair enough. All right, Paul Mackey. I, I, I feel that. I feel that. Hey, Ramjack, this is Alan again, uh, without the flu this time, so hopefully making a little bit more sense. Uh, so the uh, encyclopedia, Masturbator, uh, when I was in grad school at the University of Alabama and working in their library, we went through three sets of the Encyclopedia Britannica uh, because the guy was jerking off on them. They were kind of in the back of the reference section. And their ingenious plan to, to catch this guy, because obviously this thing's fairly expensive, was uh, to, to put a camera there to, you know, watch and see who it was who was doing it. They didn't bother to buy a pen camera or a small web camera. Instead, they borrowed like a VHS, old school, 80s, giant, uh, and uh, got a filing cabinet and cut a, like a three-inch diameter hole uh, in one of the uh, sections of it and then put that at the end of the aisle. And uh, yeah, surprisingly, the guy noticed. And uh, I, I guess they got what they wanted. No more no more jerking off. I guess he moved down the road to another library. Uh, the Phantom Cooper, uh, I was working at the reference desk and the person working with me came back um, from our basement where we um, help crap no one actually wanted to look at and um she comes back and says i was walking down the aisle and i smelled something weird and looked in one of the garbage cans and there someone pooped in it uh and we thought that was really weird but didn't think that much about it um maybe a week later someone was walking uh up the stairs in the back of the library and on one of the landings there was a poop uh and then it happened again in the stacks uh in the main part of the library and then and it's kind of like a, a jack the ripper scenario where this person had to increase their their opportunity of getting caught and had to become more and more brazen uh and the ultimate one was we were um doing a big weeding on one of the uh, sections of the library. And there were probably 20 people up there weeding books, going in and out of the stacks. And one girl went down one of the aisles and uh, came back maybe two minutes after she had walked down there. And uh, there was a big steaming poop right beside her, uh, her set of books. So after that, you know, I think that was a piece to resist on. Um, we didn't see any more after that, but, you know, no one will ever forget the Phantom Pooper. Uh, anyway, uh, again, love the show, guys. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs>
people in the that are librarians don't get enough credit. Well, I let's just go ahead and I, you're heroes, guys. Well, I, I put not you all of you. Not all of you. <laughs> There's that one bitch out there. You know who you are. I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. <laughs> but I mean, wow. Fascinating stories from Thanks. a library. Thanks. I didn't know it was such a harsh place. It's harsh. I mean, between those librarians that I parted with that one time and like and between what Alan is telling us, it is It's the worst. Guys, think about that when you're in college, think about what you want to be. Do you want to be a library tech? Well, let me tell you some stories first. You gotta really want to give that knowledge to people. Sobering. Hey Ram Jack, this is Kelly calling in once again from New York City on the and a bunch of assholes in Syracuse that may screaming go on. Anyway, those aren't assholes I've called in to complain about and to turn in a formal fuck you to Ram Jack. Not fuck you, Ram Jack. Like, and I'm like turning it in to see if they can get an official fuck you from Ram Jack. I would know it's a fuck you to Ram Jack. You guys are amazing. <laughs> anyway, so. I, when I go on a subway to class, I pass every time to annoying ass Jesus, where they said, where it's like all questioning the, what, what's really in the Bible, trying to lure you into your alternatives. We're like, we're the cool Bible thumpers. And it's just annoying. And like almost every subway stop I go to, I frequent, they are there. And it's bullshit. Anyways, that was me calling in for bullshit. It was a, Seeing as I can make get, I can file an official fuck you request uh, from Ramjack. All right, I will talk to y'all later. Bye. I I'm down with us giving official fuck yous to people. Yes. I mean, I thought putting someone on watch was enough. We put them on watch. We put them on notice. We denounce and reject them. But now, added to that list, mm. fuck you from Ramjack. Hey, 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 Jizo's trying to spin it like you've got a new Jizo game. Guess what? You don't have a new Jizo game. Your shit's inherently immoral. Fuck you. You were denounced and rejected. I don't really, yeah, like, I love new Jizos. I, I hate when people have these weird, like, superstitions and respect for the Bible. Mm -hmm. There was a, a project someone did in, uh, in undergrad when, um, it was some graphic design thing. They did a motion project of, like, here's some weird things you didn't know about the Bible. Okay, also only dealing with the New Testament. Like, we're just going to brush up the Old Testament. They even said that at the beginning. Like, we're going to brush the Old Testament. Like, let's not deal with that. But the New Testament, it's weird how these things correlate. And, at, I mean, it was all bullshit. And yeah. It was totally ridiculous. But at the end of it, we were open. It was open to criticisms or whatever. And we all, a lot of us tried to give criticisms purely on the visual aspects of the piece because that's what we're for design. But a lot of people said, yeah, it's so weird. Like most people don't really realize that about like a, a, a like the, like a book that we all studied as kids, but don't really think about now. And I thought, fuckers, this is bullshit. I, no, you shouldn't have like weird respect for the fucking Bible. No. Or any religious text. I mean, from a mytholo from mythology, uh, culture, sure, I guess, if you're into that kind of thing. But not just for the sake of it. And it certainly isn't deserving of respect. Oh, dude. It's I inherently don't... immoral and repulsive. How do, how do people get doctorates in theology? Fuck that! Yeah. Like, the study of it, I understand. Maybe. But that shouldn't be a thing. Yeah. Oh, I'm a doctor. In what? Theology. Oh, so you're Kelly Kapowski. Like, yeah. what the fuck are you talking about? Why don't about? you get a, a doctorate in Jedi studies while you're at it? it, it I'm sh they should offer that. It's the they same should, thing. We should just embrace every aspect of that bullshit and just yeah. let people realize, oh, this is all the same pretend bullshit. I'm a doctor in Lord of the Rings. 
Oh, yeah, and the doctor. Bible. I, I'm a doctor in Tolkien studies, if you will. Mm. Um, I forget the Similarian and, of course, the Judeo-Christian Bible. Um, okay. All right. I'm a doctor in Stephen Kingology. Mm, yes. In the fear tactics he brings to our culture. Ugh. Fuck Stephen King. Fuck <laughs> Stephen King indeed. So yes, Kelly, um, we get you, Stephen King is an official fuck you for fucking everything up. The Jesus, the mm-hmm. fucking fear mongering in our literature. Yes. And the concept of people like, we're the new Jesus, fucking pisses me off. Hey, Ram Jack, this is Alex here at the uh, the mobile studio. Um, I had to call because I just couldn't forget this, and we'll talk about this on the show, Brad, but um, I just saw the Cincinnati Reds mascot harass someone on the street. And by that, I mean they gave them a lower back massage. It was one of the weirdest things I've ever seen at a stoplight in my fucking life. Can't wait to talk about it, but I, I, I just could not... Um, have myself forget that. So yeah, I'll talk about that on the show. Whoa! Well, well, well. If it isn't, if it isn't uh, me calling into the podcast. Well, well, well. Guys, it's that easy. It's so easy. I was out and about, saw something fucking weird, and thought I'd share it with everyone. So instead of waiting and forgetting, like I do a lot of things. Yes. Um, I decided to phone it in. Nice. Though I don't know how I could forget this. Let me tell you. Do you know what gaffer is? Gaffer is one of the mascots for the Cincinnati Reds. Um, It's this weird kind of yarn-looking animal thing. And there's Mr. Red Legs, which is a baseball with a human's body. There's Mrs. Red Legs, which is a female There's more than one mascot? There's five or four of them. Why? Well, that I don't know. And then there's like a little kid uh, baseball. Uh, I, I don't know if it's just like a kid Red Legs or what his official title is. But then they have something called the gaffer, which is just like the, oh, I'm a big fuzzy animal thing. That's just, oh, I'm the jokester. Um, They also have an anti-gaffer, which is supposed to be like the visiting team's like mascot when they can't bring their mascot. So an evil mascot. It's weird stuff. I saw gaffer on the streets of Newport. I stopped at a stoplight, looked over, and I guess gaffer was just making the rounds. There were all these people um, in front of a restaurant. They were all like looking out like there was a manager and people. It looked really old timey. Like it didn't seem like it was something that would happen in 2013. There were people in the restaurant looking out the window. Uh, the manager, maybe his son or like a kid beside him looking out. Everyone's like enamored with gaffer. And Ga- there's a girl there, pretty attractive. Um, standing looking really really uncomfortable as her boyfriend's there laughing with like some other friends or other people and gaffer is giving her a lower back massage like gaffer is like he puts his hand on his shoulder her shoulders and she's feeling weird and he's like giving a massage then he moves his hands down to her lower back and she looks very uncomfortable so but everyone's laughing and everyone's like cool with it no no that is weird it's not cool when furries rape you no it's not at all I mean, we're not going to, like... I mean, yeah, it's not cool when anyone rapes someone, but, like, the furries are near and dear to Ram Jack's heart in its own, like, since the beginning. True. Pod-centric and furry-centric in many respects. They get their rights, but they don't get to infringe on other people's rights. As yeah, Of course not. But I thought that was so weird. That is I, creepy. That's so weird. As someone who was a mascot... Hey, it's pronounced Caillou. The, uh, the bald-headed cancer patient child cartoon is Caillou. Uh, it's fun to correct people. Bye. Paul Mackey being a regular John Pernison. <laughs> Pulling a classic John. He got us. Ah, got us. That's the name of that thing. <laughs> I love that Paul's calling in, which is random. Like, oh, hey, guys, real quick. It's pretty It's pretty funny. Like, thanks, Paul. We really appreciate when you call in from the freezer room. Indeed. <laughs> even correcting is even better. It's fun. Got one more voicemail. What up, Ramjack? Alex here, uh, your co-host uh, on the road. 
See, guys, it's this easy just to phone in when you hear something interesting on the radio or just taking some time when you're shopping to just phone in Ramjack and let us know what's going on. Um, I just heard on freaking NPR that Wyoming has the highest rate of suicide for any state in the union. Um, mostly uh, performed by gunfire or by, like, I guess, a sidearm, which I thought was interesting. Like, what's going on, Wyoming? What's going on, guys? Like... <laughs> If I can't drill in your people's heads enough, call the show. It's I, Come just on. Give us a call. Just give us a chat. Come on. Come on. But I thought that was interesting. Like, they randomly said, like, he was almost hurriedly. Oh, yeah, here's some interesting statistics. Wyoming, by the way, highest suicide rate. How do they do it? With guns. That's the best way to do it. It's probably... Well, like, if you do it right, it's probably the best way to do it. Like, if you don't do it correct, well, then you're fucked. Like, you're fucked much more than you were before. Right. But just do it right. It's the way to go. Like, if I wasn't so freaked out by guns, that's the way I would do it. But I'm just too freaked out by guns to even consider that. All right. Guys, thank you so much for calling in the show. Indeed. Hope to hear more from you. Uh, we also have the ability to read. So feel free to... Yay! Heroes! <laughs> Heroes who also understand literature. Or whatever people type at us. Feel free to drop us an email. Send us an email. You can email us ramjackpodcast at gmail.com. Um, we've got some emails, Brad. Um, do. All right, John emails us. Hi, guys. I just saw on the Facebook group that you were going to record today, so I thought I'd ask a question... I've only been a follower of the podcast for the last couple of years. So, so, so uh, OG, the <laughs> found it at the beginning. I, uh, we've been doing this podcast for some time. We really have. I've only been listening for a couple of years. Oh, oh man. Oh, thanks, well. for, thanks for listening, John. I really appreciate Indeed. it, especially a local. Indeed. So, if you mentioned this previously, I apologize. Question one: Being from Jackson, Tennessee, uh, what brought you both of you to NKU? I went. I went there because it was a few miles from home and fairly inexpensive at the time. In the fall of 1990, it was around $800 per semester. Damn. What? That's like pit prices. Seriously. Even though it's even though today it seems like every CSI, SWAT, and TV cop wannabe is enrolled in a criminal justice program of some sort. Back <laughs> then it was fairly new to NKU, and they only offered an Associate of Applied Science, which I managed to suffer through. That's something I've wondered since I became a listener of the podcast. That is true. There are so many, like, CSI, like, lovers that just want to get into criminal justice. Probably don't understand what's actually happening there. Mm-hmm. The work it takes. Yeah. Duct tape um, almost did that. I have a cousin who's doing it presently, and I don't know how much long he's going to do that, but... No. Uh, when I came in KU because um, me and some friends were looking for a theater program that... Very specific criteria. It had to be near a decently sized city. So Cincinnati is good enough. Check enough. Like half check. It's, I mean, as far as like cities go, it's, it is, it's not in the middle of nowhere. All right, well then exit. Like it's, 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 it, it, it works. It. It's yeah. a city. It's not the greatest city, but it's a fine city. I, I mean, yeah, I joke about that, but Cincinnati's wonderful. Yeah. City for what it does. Um, to a, a theater program that didn't have a graduate program so that we could actually work on shows. So People don't realize that in acting. Well, the thing is, if you're going to go for a place for undergrad, like, if they have a graduate program, the graduates are going to, A, get all the parts, and they're going to get to work on all, you know, the major parts of the show. So if you actually want to do something, go someplace that doesn't have a graduate program. So practical advice, and also it's fairly cheap, even for like out of state. It was like reasonably priced. So, uh, uh, so yeah, my friend John, he found NKU, and we all came up and checked it out. Auditioned for scholarships, uh, both got awesome theater scholarships. So that's how I ended up here. Nice. Alex, how did you end up here? Um, 
I came to visit you guys once you were up here, mm-hmm. um, and we did a small sketch show, basically. Mm-hmm. What, what were those things called? F- not Final Fridays. But no, it was a... Uh, not Freaky Friday. I don't know why that kid... It's something Friday. Yeah. There was some sort of alliteration, too. I don't know. T- it was TGIT. TGIT. Thank God it's theater. Thank God it's theater. And um, Brad basically and I... Basically just an open production slot. Yeah. So Brad got an open production slot. We had talked about doing some skits and stuff together, so mm-hmm. we worked through some of those via the phone. I thought, you know, it'd be fun to come up to to Cincinnati and like mm-hmm. just chill and hang out. I ain't got nothing to do. Let's do this. Indeed. So I came up. It was a wonderful show, by the way. It was really well received. It, it was. was absolutely fucking hilarious. It was also the same day my mother had a stroke. Yeah, like it was a very interesting. It was weekend. a fun. It was a fun day. Um, did you come back with me from Cincinnati? I mean, oh no, it was over the summer. We came up. No, what, no. We, what my freshman that? year, um, we actually we made a we took a little vacation. The only real vacation of my life, actually. Oh, okay. We came up to see like a summer dinner theater show. Oh, okay, okay. I'm, I'm confusing those right. times in my mind. Which, but, that was fucking that was awesome. Fun. That was but a good time. You didn't really get to see much of the area or anything. True. So I decided to come back up. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll come mm-hmm. hang out. So beyond all that, I thought when I was visiting, I checked out NKU's graphic design program, which is surprisingly really good, mm-hmm. uh, especially for the area. Um, the only thing I would say about it that may be detrimental is the fact that they don't harp on you for interning, which is integral. I mean, you need that to be a successful graphic designer, and it's good to get that out. So you had to kind of do that on your own, which ultimately is a better experience because if you want it, you're going to go get it. Um, that's the only criticism I have of another local program, which I didn't, if I had known existed, I probably would have done, which is the DAP program at UC, because they force you to do internships. And if you're skilled, you'll get awesome internships and go to Europe or California or other places that are fucking amazing and do real awesome design work at places. But you had to like fight for it in KU. But that being said, solid graphic design program, solid art program in general. So I found that. Like, I really discovered that when I came up here for that show. Um, again, we may want to just do a podcast rem- remembering that or talking about stories from that. Yeah. Because that whole weekend was crazy. Mm-hmm. That party at that one place, what was that uh, place called? Bill Street House. The Bill Street House Ugh. was crazy. Yeah. Um, the show we did was crazy. The fact yeah. that we basically rehearsed it over the course of a few days. Well, but also the, a lot of the sketches we've been doing since high oh, school, Oh, yeah, too. yeah. But we also had other people involved. And right. Some of them weren't that great. Mm. Some of them were pretty bad. Yeah. But the sketches were hilarious. Classic sketches from our old school stuff. Mm. It's also um, weird because I was walking around campus like looking at stuff. Well, you know, what should I need to do to get here? Like, I'm going to go to the um, get all the paperwork and s- investigate, like, uh, funding and stuff. Mm. And when I was there... Um, the people who gave me my paperwork had a sticky note on my um, paperwork that said oranges are awesome exclamation point which was a line from the show that we uh-huh. did and I thought what? And I looked up at the glass and they were like you were great that was such a fun show you were awesome uh-huh. you're coming up you're not in school already you're not in the theater I'm like no I'm not really an actor at all I <laughs> just come up here for fun and then of course big time Broadway star Mark Hardy stopped me mm-hmm. when I was walking he's like are you in the theater? I don't really, I don't recognize you, dude. Are you in the program? No. It's like, really? You should think about that. Great show. And then he walked away. I was like, all right. I didn't know he was a big time Broadway star, Mark Hardy. But right. So that, uh, and plus, I mean, when you're living in Jackson, you're like, obviously, if I want to make something mm-hmm. of myself beyond just what my immediate means are, if I really want to pursue art, I can't do that in a teenser town. Yeah. I, I at least have to get started in a larger town. And if Ooh. I need to, go to a larger city. So presently, I'm living here, having fun. That's how I came here. Indeed. That's how that's how that happened. I strongly advise you to get away from that town. Yeah, Brad may also had a big hand in that as well. Come up and see NKU. Come check it out. Get away from that teacher town. As you as you should. Indeed. Um, and of course, I mean, we had 
scholarships or opportunities in Tennessee and said, fuck that. Yeah. Pass on Tennessee. Well, I had full scholarship opportunity to go to Union University, the Christian school. God. Well, you probably <laughs> had the scholarships to all of those. Yeah, locations. yeah. Well, I had connections to Lamb. I could have gone to Lamb. My mother knew the guy from Lamb, but I could have gone Which there. doesn't exist anymore. Remember, remember, the college went under. <laughs> college went under. Mainly because of funding and not because they were mismanaging of funds. Some of their upper, I guess, uh, fund funders mm-hmm. disagreed with, I guess, obviously a more progressive liberal direction they were going to take the, the college. Because mm-hmm. Methodist, because it was a Methodist church, are much more liberal than other divisions of Christianity, even though they're still mm-hmm. crazy. And the older people who were financing was like, well, no, we're not doing that. And they dropped their money. So that's how, yeah. that's why the school closed because wow. of old being fucking stupid, but whatever. I, I could have gone to two Christian colleges for free. They were going oh, yeah. two Christian colleges were going to pay me. And my, my father works oh. for the state. Like I could have gone to any state school for like a pin, like nothing. Mm-hmm. Like it would have cost me almost nothing to go there. Yeah. But so, you would have been in Tennessee? But then you would have been in Tennessee. And I told like, that to my parents. They're like, why don't you go to school in Nashville? Because Nashville is Nashville, dog. Yeah. I don't want to live in this weird, like, southern, like, we don't like racism, wink. Everyone here is racist, wink. Like, it's fucking yeah. bullshit. Like, yeah. fuck that. I don't like the southern mindset. And in Ohio is all right. At least there's a mix of it. But it's not as liberal as, like... I fucking hate that it's so cold in the north. Like, I would love to live in Chicago or New York. Or even in California, because at least they're more open-minded about things. But, meh. We'll see how things go. But that's how we got here, John. That's that's it. We're here. I'm assuming John has lived here all his life. Mm. If, 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 if it was close and you went there. Good question, though, John. Thanks Indeed. for asking. Thanks for asking those hard-hitting questions. Oh, question two. Sorry. Uh, what? What's the meaning of life? Oh, shit. Not one. Yeah, I mean, we can make a joke about 42 with the whole, like, bullshit Ugh, about... Yeah, it's out. a little old. There is no meaning of life. There's not one. doesn't exist. Meaning doesn't exist thing. in the universe. We give it meaning. Yeah. But I know John wanted a, a funnier answer than that. <laughs> Too bad. So let's have a... Let's Too have bad. A, US, US for hard... US for how about we deliver that answers. in a better way? Okay. Champions pose. There is no meaning to life. <laughs> There's not one. Life is what you make it, guys. Congratulations, we did it. There's no yes. meaning at all. Yes. We have to give it meaning. Yes. So what is the meaning that you want to put to it? You did it. No meaning. Heroes. It's that easy, guys. Anyway, I always enjoy the <laughs> podcast and post on the Facebook page. It's something I look forward to each week. One of these days, we need to meet up over a pint, and I can tell you some stories not suitable for a podcast. <laughs> Take care, John. John, Indeed. definitely. We need to get definitely. together. We should do like a... We should take it to the streets and just be like, John, let's hear some stories. <laughs> but they're not suitable for podcasts. Yeah, no, they might be suitable. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll see that. We'll see that. Uh, but yes, definitely. Most definitely. Thank you so much, John. Speaking of the Facebook group, tons of awesome fun happening there. Indeed. Find us on the Facebook group. Yay. Join up. <laughs> get... <laughs> get... Fast alerts when Brad's family is posting <laughs> bullshit on Facebook. Seriously. And oh. plus there's like tons of articles. It's a really good community. I I, I appreciate all of it, guys. It's, yeah. It's the only part of Facebook I find reasonable. It groups. really is. Like I check that and like any messages people send me. Yeah. Like the rest of it's all like, I guess, not voyeurism, but I guess it is to a point of mm-hmm. just like, oh, this, who's losing today? Exactly. A lot of people losing. <laughs> Facebook is really a game. It's the it's the largest social like MMO game there is, and a lot of people don't know how to play it well. They're losing. Mm. They're losing big time. Losers. It goes Facebook and then WoW. Both of them in my mind are equal, but whatever. yes. But not on the group. That the group is awesome. Love that group. Keep it up. So guys, the next time your family tries to send you to a military school and you don't think they can. Or maybe your, your mouthy waitress at Skeeters is giving you troubles. 
just look at them and tell them, as Benjamin Franklin said, Congress That that doesn't make any sense in context at all. Every man has a job to do, and my job is doing good. Every night when the job is through, I fold my tights, proud to know I've done all I could. It's a satisfying feeling when you hang up your cape. To know that you've averted murder, larceny, and rape. Every man has his job to do. Well, back into the old Clark Kent disguise. I'll never stop doing good. Other men have their work to do. But as for me, I must live not one life but two. This disguise is really wonderful, for who would guess that underneath this white shirt is a great big red S. Every man has his job to do, and my job is doing good. I'll never stop doing good. hard to keep on wearing the old Clark Kent smile, but I know I have to do it cause my work is so worthwhile. La-dee-dum, it's a funny life, still and all a life well spent. So here you go, bravery gone, meek and mild, glasses on, Superman, now you're Clark Kent. 